you know, at least I can say, um, and I'm sure I can say on behalf of Gerald, you know, we, we wouldn't be on pause it. Sorry, small technical difficulty there. Um, it, oddly enough, it, blo it blocked out right when I was going to actually give Gerald a compliment. Go figure. Oh, um, well, then don't, because <laughs> the whole thing's going to explode if you try again. Yeah, maybe I should back out of that. Okay, sorry, Gerald. I have to do that off the air, buddy. Um, no, he said a whole great thing. It just wasn't recorded. <laughs> and we're all going to go with that, so. Yeah, um, no, we heard it, Gerald. It was, it was beautiful. It was nice. It was poetic. It was loving. Yep. <laughs> Written in verse, it was perfect. Graham uh, and Pentameter for William Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was beauty in words. Uh, <laughs> What's up, world? Uh, I just you know I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I I don't know. They 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 insert here. Yo It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Uh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Uh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Oh, yeah, so I do. It's me, precisely. No. 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 I, I, per I no. do all my work. No. No, yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't. Cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like JRPGs have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my god, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a, it's a podcast. Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. How are you, Nick? I'm good. How about you? Another damn paradise. <laughs> Well, this is the uh, grand launch of our podcasting, and uh, we're looking to really, truly inform the masses, uh, you, the uh, gamer, on uh, what's going on in the gaming world. And yes, that was the dawn of the Game Source podcast era from oh so long ago. Hey, it's Gerald, better known as Yes, Elvis Lives, and thank you for being a part and listening into our 100th podcast right here at www.yourgamesource.com. GameSource on Facebook, at GameSource on Twitter. We truly appreciate you being a part and listening in on the show. And we just wanted to celebrate our milestone podcast by interviewing a lot of members of our staff that wanted to be a part of tonight's broadcast. So we decided to go ahead and interview them at different times, getting their thoughts on the past five years we've been in operation on not only the games that they truly love, the games that they truly remember, and the news events and happenings and changes in the industry that they have looked forward to and will look forward to in the coming future. Well, don't let me ramble on because we know Angry Nick can do a great job of that. So let's not delay any further. Here it comes right at you. And from all of us here at GameSource, thank you so much for listening. I think Call of Duty should burn a fiery death. And eventually it will, like every other game has, and exactly. soon will. Except what? 
Oh no, I said exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking oh. too. It's it's. Oh yeah. It's just a matter of time. Um, but as far as right now, this game it's done so well for sales. It's done so so well as far as uh, customer satisfaction. Even if you're the one percent who hates it, you got to realize there's ninety nine percent of other people that love this game and are addicted to it, and it, it appeals to them. Even though it's so simple of a game, if it was so simple, why didn't everyone else think of that uh, ten years ago? It it's just perfect for the time that it's come out on, uh, with everything that they release. One new game mode here, one new expansion with the elite pack here. Uh, those little bitty things to increase their profit another fifty bucks, and these guys are multi-billion-dollar, trillion-dollar companies, if anything, uh, from their entire series. So I would say Activision, Treyarch, Infinity Ward, this this combination that makes Call of Duty Call of Duty uh, is pretty much hands down the best game that has come out, whether you like it or not. Well, um, I will say, based on statistics, not because I actually like the game because I don't, um, based on statistics... Call of Duty obviously um, makes a very significant impact and also is a, a significant competitor to any other game that has ever come out on the market. That's Mass Effect 3 and all those other good ones we like. Um, I, I don't know if I would place it in the video game series of all time. I, I don't think I would place it as the greatest video game series of all time. However... Um, I statistically would say it's it's certainly uh, certainly up there, just because I refuse to say that it is. Yeah, but you have to give it its respect that it is. Like, I said it far, was up in the top. That's respect. It, no, but no, but I'm saying it's by far the most profitable game that has ever come out, and it's probably the best satisfactory game uh, that has ever come out. It I is. Mean, I agree. It is one of the most profitable games that have come out. I will say that much, but that's it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining me. Us. You know, I'm like me, myself, and you. <laughs> oh, man. 100 podcasts later, Jamie. Would you, would you, can you really believe it? It, it seems just like yesterday. I can't <laughs> believe it. And you know, you were right. You're like a whole group of people rolled into one. Yeah. I think it's like Voltron. <laughs> a many personas just crammed into one, <laughs> one person. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So, I guess, uh, for those of you who don't know, since we just kind of just rolled into this, um, uh, this is Jamie we have on tonight, so he's he's been able to grace us with his presence, uh, which is good. I mean that in a good way, because it's always good to have Jamie on there. Um, one, of the, uh, one of the people on our crew that always uh, keeps me laughing, so... I try, <laughs> man. So uh, yeah, 100 podcasts later. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I think this is quite a landmark for Game Source. I think so. You know, we all been shooting for it. I know. I know everybody out there listening is going, dude. Isn't this guy supposed to be on like a zip line right now or something? Cut me some slack. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> He's getting to that point eventually, right? That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, so so 100 podcasts later, and. 
who knows, countless other series that we've started and all the things that Game Source, you know, has collectively done over, you know, the years that we've we've been in, you know, willed into existence. Um, what are some of your most memorable moments that you think you've shared here at Game Source? I have to say, honestly, my most memorable moment was when I met you. Oh, why? Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> and that's not in a bad way. Don't let Gerald twist that world, because people try. <laughs> shape or form is that a bad thing I mean when I first met Nick and Gerald it was a great experience I was blessed to have met them um, they brought me into their fold they made me feel like family and I'm still here you know so that must speak volumes well I mean and and truthfully we you know I, I know I was talking to Sam and Josh on the on a previous podcast and you know it I think game source we we are who we are because of the the collective, the collective personas that we have as a, as a team, and um, you you certainly were were that landmark that we we hit. Um, you know, I, I still remember meeting you for the first time, and you know, it was uh, you are just such a vital and incredible part of the team. And you know, we we certainly couldn't have, you know couldn't have gotten to where the point we have if it wasn't for you. And and you know we. And I know I could probably speak on behalf of Gerald, and don't you go twisting this around, Gerald. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, we we appreciate all your efforts and you know everything, every single thing that you've done to to help contribute to the site to make it what it is today. And you know, it's it's strange. Uh, I I there's no way five years ago we would have like been able to look at today and go, yeah, this is this is where we were going to be and. And you know, five years from now, who knows where that'll be from that at that point? And um, it, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's just a great thing to be part of part of something like this, you know. It is, and I can't wait to find out where we're at five years from now. So everybody out there, stay tuned. Yeah, really. And a hundred podcasts later, hopefully we uh, hopefully we can say that we've made some some major major uh, landmarks in the future. We've definitely established ourselves far more than we. Uh, than we were several years ago, but hey, that's how any small business starts out, right? That's right. Baby steps, then you take the big bite. <laughs> so, I guess on another note, what what do you think in in your history, Game Source, that's been um, most impacting? Whether that's a news, uh, a news item, uh, a game, uh, some huge thing in gaming history that you think um, being part of Game Source has maybe helped. Um, influence that in a positive or bad way, maybe? Most impacting, I'd have to say, is probably, uh, probably, I have to say, most influential impact was when the two of us going into, correct me if I'm wrong, my first E3, <laughs> the two of us were pretty much riding solo like we are tonight. Yeah. <laughs> trying to let everyone out there know updates and how our feelings were going into our E3. And that was, you know, that, that made a real impact on me because you, even my first podcast was a huge impact because you personally never let me feel like I wasn't, how do I put this, I wasn't ready, maybe? I mean, because going into my first podcast, I wouldn't even lie to anybody that I was just nerve-wracked 
going, oh my gosh, I'm going to sound like an idiot. Do I really know what they're talking about? Am I going to know what they're talking about? You know, if, do I sound like a dark? Do they know what I'm talking about when I say something? So it was just a lot of thoughts going through my head. You made that process real easy on me to where it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't like when you turn on the TV and you see these people having their discussions and you could just tell that they're either reading a teleprompter or sitting behind, you know, with these papers in front of them going, what am I supposed to say again? <laughs> it was more, you know, share your thoughts. How do you really feel about it? And just let it fly. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I remember when we first kicked this thing off and you should, you know, I, I obviously I know you have, but you know, for, for you folks listening to this to, to listen back on, you know, what we sounded like and the, Dead air and the uh, uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> you know it, it it's uh, something that so you know when when I hear that you know it it takes takes me back to to when we you know when we initially started uh, doing this and and really having been presented the same the same types of uh, situations where we're just like you know crap what do we say you know and right. and I think I think our whole thing has traditionally always been that. We wanted Game Source to be something different. We, we wanted it to be something that was different from IGN. That 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 as a chemistry and then as a formula was just different overall. And we we pride ourselves and we boast about how we were the number one aggregate aggregate site. And we have a lot of competitors out there. Uh, we have a lot of folks who have wanted uh, you know wanted to to constitute you know possibly merging and things of that nature. But you know I, I think that. We as game source can say, you know, even five years later, we may not be in the ideal area that we want to be. We we may not be in the ideal situation that we want to be, but we can definitely project that a hundred podcasts later, you know, we're going to be something so much greater and so much more than even what we are now. And that's not to say that we aren't great. It's just we want to always strive for more, and that's why we always, you know, I, I've. For those of you listening to the radio, whichever the case may be, um, you know, and Jamie, you can you can certainly attest to this. You know, it's I think it's about um, we are focused on a listener basis. It's your thoughts are important, and and that's what we pride ourselves on, and that you know that's why we always harp. Hey, if you have questions, you have concerns, you want your stuff read right on there, shoot us an email, you know, at info at yourgamesource.com, and and we'll take care of it from there, and. You know, I think that's a lot of um, I think that that's a lot of what Game Source can offer to people that you know that that's not really traditionally done with IGN. You know, it, not not as not as not as much as as we would do it. You know, right? No, it's true. A lot of the bigger places out there they don't want to take the time to give you know what they would consider the little guy their voice. You know, and that's where we're totally different. We have no issue with that. We want you to say how you feel we want to hear your voice we want to make your voice heard yeah we're, you know, we're, we're listener supported <laughs> you know spoken word that that's what we strive for yeah but you know I, I i guess our our fan bases hopefully at this point can can say that you know safely that hey that's what game source is about i'm going to continue listening and continue contributing my thoughts and more power to you because we we need that support but hopefully, a hundred podcasts later, we'll we'll be <laughs> we'll, we'll be on the A list at that point, right? <laughs> there you go. 
so I, I guess I guess what are some of your I want to say what, what are some of your game source memories that you think and and whether it's uh, events that we we were able to attend at you know shows like the uh, Consumer Electronics Show or uh, Evo or you know the Classic Gaming Expo um, of course the Entertainment Expo in L.A. Uh, what are some of collectively, uh, even all of our fun little gigs that we've we've had over the years at the Halloween store? What do you think in terms of your game source memories, or maybe some of the fondest moments that you've um, you got an opportunity to share as as a team? And and I know that we we haven't had a, a tremendous number of team events, which uh, which hopefully in the future we can we can make sure that that's not so much an issue. But um, what what are some of the ones that you had like you know? some of your greatest times at? Well, you know, just coming in, you know, I always saw the potential for the growth and everything, and just, I don't know, I guess seeing those first steps, you know, getting into, you know, some things that we never really, well, I know, because you've told me that never really touched on before, you know, we got into the classic gaming expo, you know, press pass there, we got into this, and, you know, just, just treading into different waters that, you know, we never did before and, and being successful with that, you know, we, I think one of the, one of the one times I remember that sticks out that was fun, which unfortunately you were not there and I'm so sad you weren't there, but <laughs> things happened. We ended up doing the, um, we play games. I don't know if you remember doing, well, you like I said, you didn't make it, but I don't know if you remember when we did that. I, I do. I do remember when you uh, when you guys did that. It was that was uh, definitely unique. Yeah, it was. Is it was disheartening not to be able to to attend it was that one. Very unique. And then um, Gamers Paradise. That was another one that sticks out as very unique. Hmm. Um, what, what and, you know? What was, I could sit here and just say, "Oh man, E three was the best," because everybody out there knows. Obviously, <laughs> going there is is like going to Disneyland for the first time. It's Gamers Paradise. It is. It is. You know, you walk in and you're just like, okay, I've reached the Holy Land. <laughs> well, you know, and and honestly, each year we go to E3, and uh, we were we were saddened that you were not able to come this year. Um, yes, however, yes. <laughs> personal things got in the way, and I, I'm sorry, America. Nick <laughs> will attest, as he knows all too well, family does come first. Uh, absolutely. I mean, and every year that we we go. Yeah, I know. I know in everything that we do here collectively as a team, we're we're always creating new memorable moments, and you know we we just have so many we have so many experiences we look back and laugh on, and some experiences that probably want to make us cry. But <laughs> uh, but you know the, or the long Gerald cry. yeah, or at least make Gerald cry or, or yell and throw things at me, uh, including shopping carts. Uh, however. <laughs> You know, I, I I guess I can say after all these years, there's not there's not things that we do together now that that we can't just take a look around and go, you know, wow, you know, we're actually here, and and you know, after after going to E3 for years, I don't think that luster really uh, ever that nostalgia rather doesn't ever really go away. You know, when you when when you go to E3, you you just you just kind of stand there in awe and go, I'm here. Again, another year, and and I couldn't be here with greater people. And 
you know that that shout out goes to to everybody who was able to attend and provide support to that and and for those who you know like I got to give kudos to Gerald for for providing his support from afar at the command center and 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 streamlining that content and making it available for you you know our viewers who you know I I you support us and 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 if it wasn't for for that 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 support and that that following you know game source wouldn't have the motivation to be what we are and what we what our future plans are going to be. So it is definitely you and, and each of the members of the team are just such a vital resource and component to Game Source. So, you know, Gerald and I can certainly say, you know, we, we thank you for your support and commitment to the site because we, we certainly, I just, I know I've been saying that a lot this podcast, but we, I definitely got to hit home on that. We got to give credit where credit's due. So it's always and will be my pleasure. Well, it's it's definitely. Uh, I know we got some great things, and you know, at some point, come down, you know, the pipeline, and we definitely want to uh, do some. Uh, we we have some visions. We want to let's save some mystery. Let's leave a let's leave a sense of mystery, and you know, keep some surprise on the end of that. So, <laughs> mystery. Speaking of mystery, I wonder if that guy's ever going to pop up again. Ah, yes. Uh, the mystery man, huh? That's right, you know, <laughs> treading a hundred hundred podcasts. I'm sure he's lurking somewhere in some shadows. <laughs> we we should have did a uh, as our as our hundredth. We should have did like a, a podcast like solely dedicated just to that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, not to go too far off subject, but Nick did ask a memory, and I have to admit, he gave me. You personally gave me a memory not too long ago, but actually quite recently, and it was us just squeaking right through and being on a winning team over at um, Four Lights. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was definitely a good memory, and I cannot wait, cannot wait for more of that. You know what? I can't believe I didn't even. Uh, I can't believe I didn't mention that myself. I mean that that had to have been. That was Game Sources, just a little bit of history. That was actually Game Sources' first opportunity that we have ever had to actually be part of a um, part of a developer. And you know, we we got to give kudos to Four Lights for for even allowing us into their studio for that. But that was you're you're right. That was, I mean, that was incredible. And and I realize that may not be everybody's you know choice of game, but you know, I I think everybody had a lot of fun over there. Just to be in that atmosphere, though. I mean, the yeah. game aside, which I loved. But the game aside, it could have been any game. Just being in the nerve center of it all was just phenomenal. And, and to meet and to meet a team that you, I know you look at magazines and websites and everything else, and you see uh, it, it, it's almost hard to describe. You you see it's like you know, holy crap, man! I wish I worked at a place like that where you know they have like lounge chairs and umbrellas over their computers. Yeah. Too far mesh away from our own. It kind of reminded us a lot of us. And and you know, it, it's just you look at that, and and it's just it's just such an incredible thing. And you're you're absolutely right. It's 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 like a, a, a it's hard to describe in words. It, it's just it's such an incredible thing to to be a part of. Uh, so I hope, couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that was I can't believe. You know, that's why it popped into my head. And I said, you know, there it is. That's it right there. And that's that's hopefully going to be us uh, in in the coming months, and we'll have some great stuff to uh, some some you know great things in addition to that to provide you as well, and 
And I know uh, from actually from our a spinoff on that. From uh, thank you for mentioning that, but I believe if I recall correctly, we will actually be part of some future relations with Four Lights in terms of uh, some massive gameplay testing as well. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. So you know. Yeah, so we're we're pretty psyched to uh, to again to to be part of that. That's going to be exciting. I'm uh, I'm actually looking forward to providing coverage for that. that that's yeah, gonna be, I can't wait. That's going to be pretty cool. So, and uh, hey, they're fellow Vegas developers, so we can't. That's right. Can't knock them for that. That's actually that's actually a perk for Game Source. So. And oh my gosh, do they not have the best laptops? Oh, I tell ya. yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I, I I I I still need to. Uh, I still need to put that on my Christmas list to pick one of those up. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. And, and I think I think just uh, I, I think we should probably name it uh, Tornado. Yeah, that or, would work. Or Hurricane it was one of those right. I had on there, right? Tornado and Hurricane. Yeah, Tornado and Hurricane. <laughs> but um, so yeah, just uh, uh, make sure to keep on tuning in here at www.yourgamesource.com. Who are and we. And I <laughs> are the latest and greatest in all that is gaming news and multimedia. Uh, make sure to tune in here uh, as we are doing our Twitch feeds. Uh, we got a, just a plethora of information on our Facebook and Twitter. We're always putting out. So make sure to like us on Facebook at GameSource. Check us out on Twitter at GameSource. And we have some great YouTube stuff that we tend to throw up. Um, like I said, we tend to throw up. Um, we, we, we try to consistently make sure it's up. Um, you can check us out on our uh, YouTube at yourgamesource.com, and that's D-O-T-Z-O-M. Um, and make sure, like I had mentioned earlier in the podcast tonight, uh, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com for the, uh, for, you know, if you want us to do any research or find out anything for you, if you want to be part of our great and awesome team and, and be team members with awesome freaking people like Jamie and Gerald and Sam and Chris and Josh and Chris and Corey and Bryce, and, and I, we have a large team, and for the sake of time, I can't name everybody, but those are just the names that came to mind. Just do it, because <laughs> you'll be here the next hundred, you know, podcasts. Yeah, the you'll next, love it. And, and hopefully, hopefully the next hundred won't take nearly as long to get to as, as, as this hundred did. However, uh, we got some great stuff down coming down the pipeline, and we would love for um, our fans and uh, to to be part of that, and we absolutely encourage you. Uh, uh, make sure to send us over a message at info at yourgamesource.com. And uh, Jamie, thank you so much, man, for taking time out of your weekend to uh, uh, get on here tonight. I, I I know I'm a little just by the way I've been talking. I'm a little avid on the weekend, but uh, you know, thanks for making that commitment to to Game Source, and thank you for every single thing that you've done to be able to get us. Um, to podcast 100 and and beyond, and we're looking forward to uh, working with you and the rest of our team in the future. Well, believe me, it was my pleasure, and you know, to take a small pun from you know the wrestling persona, just don't think my hiatus out there, America, is anything to take lightly. Because I'm coming back, and I'm coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> Thanks, Matt, uh, and uh, and folks, keep that in mind. So. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, thank you again. Make sure to tune in at www.yourgamesource.com for the latest and greatest in all that is gaming news. Until our next podcast, which would be podcast number 101. Uh, Just have, like the Dalmatians. Ah, there we go. We'll have to do a traditional Dalmatian 101, 101 Dalmatian podcast for that one. There we go. <laughs> all right, Jamie. Well, you have a good night, man.
We're back at the world-famous YourGameSource.com podcast, and uh, you know what? Uh, normally it's the Round Table of Doom, but I, I think because it's the Valentine's Day weekend we're celebrating, and it's time to be with your special loved one that's out there, um, we just wanted to, to change it up a little bit, and... and Change the format. So for this week, we're actually going to be doing the round table of Chris. Round table of of love. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard butterflies fly up from behind you when you said that. I and heard doves. it. Oh yeah. That's right. Yes, and, and, and like a chorus around. of angels in the background. And Cupid. Don't forget Cupid. Exactly. <laughs> So on this, for once, it's not doom. We are not focusing on anything violent. It's all about love today. So, do we all have to agree with each other? And it's Gerald, back again, better known as Yes, of Us Lives, one more time, and I'm here with the man himself, Ponosaurus Rex. The man, the myth, the legend. It's Bryce, with the 100th podcast. How you been, my friend? Good, good, working. Uh, tremendous amounts of hours, so I have I've been kind of a ghost as far as game source, but I apologize for that. No, no, that's, uh, you know, I know with, uh, you know, the great crew that we have here, um, their time is, is, is really at a premium, and, and we just appreciate any time that you have devoted to, to, uh, game source, uh, as is any of you out there, if, you know, if you ever want to join up, info at yourgamesource.com. And all the things you've done for us over the years, we truly appreciate it. All the insight, um, your monthly analysis of, of the games of the month, um, that was a, that was a staple for, for many months that, that we truly appreciated. Still, so, some of our more popular podcasts on the Roundtable of Doom have included your insight. Um, also, you know, and as amidst the chaos, I could always just hear your voice as the voice of reason and sanity in the sea of of, of crazy voices with uh, Nick and Jamie and and uh, whatnot so <laughs> but yeah, well, um, hopefully we can uh, we can work something out to where uh, I can be more uh, stable as I once was for the podcast well that's that's awesome to hear absolutely you know now that we live in a day age where it's, it's easier to record even easier than than it was even just a short while back. It makes uh, absolutely, it can definitely uh, make that happen. So Bryce, I want to ask you, we'll start off with, with some of the games that in a positive or a negative way in the past five years, Game Source has been alive. You know, which games have affected you most as a gamer? I think the games that really revolutionized certain genres affected me. We have, uh, you know, the Call of Duties, the Battlefields. I got heavily into the first-person shooters when they were at the the peak of their their highlight, you know now nowadays Call of Duty and Battlefield are kind of falling off to the wayside with mm. so many iterations of each coming out yearly. Um, as well as for computer games, you know World of Warcraft was uh, something big for me. I played it going on I think like eight years now. I still kind of play it off and on when I'm bored. Uh, League of Legends for the for the computer company or community, I should say, as well, is, is a very huge uh, business right now, uh, not just for uh, recreational gaming, but the whole esports community. League of Legends is really, are given new life to the esports community with uh, 
selling out Staples Center for a season two world championship and then and things alike. Well, even now it's gotten to the point where in Macau they're actually devoting and building a video game arena specifically devoted to that. That's how big it's become. Yeah. Well, it's it's video games has always been more of a major thing in in Asian countries than it has been in America. You know, Korea loves its StarCraft, even dedicating several television channels to nothing but StarCraft. Um, they're just on a whole other level of video game appreciation than we are. I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly on that. Um, as far as, as some of the news events or some of the things that have changed over the course of even just the past five years, what stands out as far as that's concerned? As uh, controversial as it might be, I think Nintendo bringing out the the Wii, the Wii U, and just a whole new iteration of gaming generation and really broadening the horizons for other companies to really take a look at their their console systems and trying to step a new, not only a, a new pace forward, but into a, a completely new direction, which, uh, I mean, I always said if companies are competing against each other, then it's always just perfect and beneficial for the consumers. And uh, going into the future, we are starting to get a more, get a better handle on virtual reality with uh, all the new VR technology coming out, and you can read blogs and articles on all these video game companies and designers really taking a look at all the VR that's starting to make its way into population and they're trying to uh, trying to grip their heads around it and come up with something new and very intriguing that'll change the future of gaming forever, I think. I couldn't agree with you more on that. Uh, in fact, that's something that I think that uh, we will be transitioning to. And I had mentioned uh, in a previous interview um, that even the possibility of, of well, I don't know if Microsoft has totally abandoned it, but the Luma Room concept where the, the um, what uh, had been imagined as far as the holodeck. Uh, uh, yeah, where you could use your living room as a play space. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, the, I know Microsoft had, had built a prototype of that as with the Illumaroom concept, and we're even contemplating adding that feature into eventually the Xbox One. Obviously, with the news of their their sizing down of their a large part of their operations in the past few days, I'm sure that's probably not on the table in the foreseeable future. But um, at some point in time, I think, like you said, the VR is going to be playing a much bigger role uh, than it is now, and and I think it'd become more of the more in line with the mainstream and not just with the 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 hardcore gamer um, having interest in that. Well, um, it doesn't only have video game capabilities to it. I mean, we could use VR for so many different things. You know, movies, sporting events, uh, pretty much anything where an audience is visually entrapped in. Uh, watching something going on live, you know, Twitch can use it for watching, uh, you know, these League of Legends tournaments, and people can be put into virtual reality seats and have front row seats at a price, of course. Of course, that, of course, that that could be the new direction of video games as well. A whole new way to to watch streams via virtual or VR. 
Oh, I couldn't agree with you more on that. That's, you know, that, that concept would be uh, truly fascinating for, for many a, a video gaming fan. Now for, um, for you and Sarah over the past five years, what sticks out or did you two to talk about some of the things that you both have done for game stores that really stick out in your mind as something that may be a, a positive for you? I know working with Nick is not, you know, it's certainly mm -hmm. not for me, but, uh, uh. Can I take the good with the bad, right? Of course. <laughs> uh, I mean, just having the opportunity to voice an opinion on the subject that I, I definitely have taken so much interest in in my life is, is something that uh, I'm having a little difficulty in putting the word together for that. Oh, no, no, no. Basically, I... just talking about what I love is, is really the most positive thing I can think of. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And giving uh, a forum to all of us in, in doing so has, yeah. has been a, a tremendous honor indeed. And doing it with you has been been, been uh, absolutely great. And having Sarah uh, as our editor-in-chief, you know, she's, she's she had done a f uh, fantastic job for us. So many stories coming into her and having to deal with uh, and sure there were days where she wasn't exactly thrilled when I was asking her can you turn this uh, turn this around real quickly for me and and uh, she but sure enough she's she was a great trooper in doing so and and I know uh, like you said we've got more coming up with you as far as in the future more podcasts we're going to schedule in the foreseeable future that, that there's going to be a, a lot of games coming out in 2014 that while that they won't be the the pillars that 2015 are having, but there's certainly still a lot of games in 2014, especially October, that are going to dictate uh, how these consoles are going to do for going forward. Maybe your opinion on that as far as it's concerned? Because, like I said, there's, there's not that one... Outside of Super Smash, there's not that huge shift-changing game, but there's a lot of games of great interest that, that, that will get some attention... It's it's the same way for every generation of console. It usually takes a few years for the really good, memorable games to start coming out. I mean, with the exception of maybe Gears of War for the Xbox 360 generation. But um, it, usually it does take a little bit of time for, for developers and, and studios to really get their heads around the the new software, the new specs that they're working with, and really make a game that can fit the console as best as they can make it at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think next year um, fans are are really going to see the fruits of the labor, and and are really going to see the results and products come out in 2015 that will truly be uh, awe inspiring indeed. Well, uh, it's been great having you part of the 100th podcast. As I say all the time, it's just truly a pleasure having you aboard and having you on as part of the podcast. I know, like you said, you, because your time and availability will be uh, much better for us going forward, we're definitely going to have you on many more podcasts going forward. And uh, hopefully people will start looking out for that uh, as we start posting them on Twitch and uh, our YouTube channel as well as on an MP3 format you can get on yourgamesource.com and also as well our free mobile app. Uh, well, Bryce, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, and uh, anything you want to say to, to listeners out there before, before we head on out? 
not much. I, I will be starting to stream a little more once I get my computer back up to speed. So if anyone watching Game Source is uh, on Twitch and seeing one of us stream, I mean, feel free if you own the game to send us a message and we can then perhaps start doing community Game Source games and things like that. Sounds awesome, absolutely, and uh, we'll definitely uh, we can advertise that and work that out. So uh, once again, Bryce, aka Pontosaurus Rex, it's been a pleasure. Uh, this is Gerald, better known as Yes Levels Lives. And we'll definitely be right back with more from the 100th podcast right now. Everybody want to make sure everybody has uh, their say? Yep. I think Nick should just be a little less Nick. (laughs) What's that supposed to mean, Chris? You know what? I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) I'm going to finish my pizza real quick, too. I thought I was particularly informative this evening. Well, then someone needs to inform me on the spirit hat. <laughs> it's, oh. his pri- it's his prize possession. Until he gets Star Wars for the connect. Yeah. Then that'll yeah. become his prize possession. Yeah, he'll play it once and get hooked. You know what? I got still got my foxtail sitting in my drawer. I'm taking that, too. I have that somewhere. Oh, no, wait. I get it out of... Wait, what? Wait. No, Alicia has it. Never mind. Oh, man. How? I, think, I think she has mine. You know what? Someone actually came in the Best Buy wearing that thing. On um, The hot model gave it to us. I, I want to say it was for Mass Effect 3, the release day. The really hot model gave it to us. I'm trying to remember which one. Uh, was that Asian Girl? Well, that's... Well, really, yeah, that's really hot is slightly different from my really hot. <laughs> Asians are hot, but not really hot. That depends on what Asian you're talking about. <laughs> um, Be more descriptive, man. You're just saying it was a hot Asian. Well, I mean, half the girls there were Asian. Well, yeah, you're right. That's not really particularly... I, I think I have a picture of her. Wait, are you talking about the, the girl that wanted to party with you or something? It was yeah. a different girl. No, I, get, I, think, I think it was her. I got a picture of both of them. No, the t- oh wait, it was that because she went and held them for us. Yeah, and then I she remember. she wore my spirit hat. Yeah, her and her friends. Honestly, I was more attracted to her friends. <laughs> uh, but I couldn't say anything because my because Alicia was there. You're not recording, are you? Uh, Gerald's <laughs> <laughs> not using any of this. So. I don't use any of it. So, no, and this better not end up any bloopers either. <laughs> well, we're back with the Game Source Podcast number 100. And this is Gerald, better known as Yes, Elvis Lives. I still have a hard time wrapping around the number 100. But uh, I'm, I've got a special guest with us today. Uh, someone who recently joined the staff. Um, we're so thrilled to have him aboard. Uh, JV the Nine, Joe. It's great to have you part of today's podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, that, it, it's awesome uh, to to have you aboard, and and uh, you came on. We're just really appreciative of everything you've brought so far. I know you've got some stuff you said you're working on. If you have not had a chance to check out Joe's great work and great articles, check it out, JV the Nine. It's at yourgamesource.com slash jvthe9.html. Really easy to get hold of. 
or if you have any questions, just give us a holler here at GameSource, and we'll lead you right to it. But uh, like I said, it's our anniversary, the Big 100. Um, it's been five years with GameSource, and I know you're just starting out with us, but I know you've been a gamer for a long time, if, I, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Right, let's see. I was born in 84, so going back to at least 88, maybe even 87, if I can remember that far back. But there's pretty much always been a controller in my hand. Sweet, sweet. I wanted to touch on it, and I know uh, Nick is doing it as well when he talks to everybody. Uh, basically, we're about the past few years, and, and not, namely during the Game Source era. We've been around, hanging around here for about five years, um, 100 great podcasts. And uh, what. We'll start off with what games stick out in your mind in the past five years. I know you had a little bit of time to think about it that appeals to you as a gamer that really stick out in your mind. Bioshock Infinite, first and foremost. Actually, the entire trilogy, but uh, Bioshock Infinite is probably the best game in the last five years that I've played Mm -hmm. myself. Uh, Bioshock Infinite... um, Another thing over the last five years that's really kind of interested me and caught my eye is um, that the arcade games, like not necessarily arcade games like Coin-Op arcade games like Pac-Man and stuff, but like the Xbox Live arcade games, the PSN arcade games, uh, were starting to take more of a hold, get more, like games like I Am Alive or the re-release of DuckTales or Castle of Illusion, uh, Capcom actually going out of their way and making new, brand new 8-bit games with uh, Mega Man 9 and 10. Uh, Things like, uh, with all the technological, with all the advancements they've been making over the last five years, it's really nice to see them still go back to those old classic 8-bit experiences or that uh, just simplistic platforming and see that it still has a huge target, a huge audience today and it's still um, as big a part now as it was back then. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I, I... It's just, as a gamer, for as an Xbox fan as well, it, it was great to see really in the past, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, when uh, Xbox was really, really focusing on the Xbox Live Arcade. They kind of got away from it a little bit, but uh, it looks like they've reinvented themselves, especially with the Xbox One and and their their new focus on the ID at Microsoft. Uh, it, I mean, is that something that you're seeing as well? Yes, yeah, definitely. I was get just um, the way online services in general have just evolved over the, over the last five years as a whole. It's you don't even necessarily need a cable box or a satellite box as long as you've got a console and an internet connection. You're it's you've got just a whole wealth of entertainment, even beyond video games at your fingertips, but especially with the video games and the Microsoft ID and just like you said, with it just being a one-stop shop for everything you need under, under the one console roof. It's really in the past five years has jumped even more than it did in probably the first 20. Turning now, excuse me, into the, the, the events that shaped the past five years uh, during our, 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 
existence here at Game Source. Um, name some of the things that, that, that you thought were the key changes and movements or decisions or news events uh, that, that stick out in your mind over the past five years. Because I'd love to hear something, you know, as a, as from a, your your perspective, I'd, I'd like to really hear what you, what you have to say or the things that really actually moved you as a gamer um, and during the past five years. One of the one of the big things was um, uh, a lot of people will say Microsoft flip flopped here with it, but one of the one of the big things was um, Microsoft reneging on their uh, no disc media, um, basically more or less trying to kill the whole used game market. Not kill the whole used game market, but definitely take a chunk out of it and the discontent and discourse it created from their office from from the gamers that it more or less showed that Microsoft and console makers are definitely listening to the consumer Nintendo's embrace of uh, motion control and Nintendo just not going to wear the last five years that's another big thing but uh Probably go with the rise of, I guess we'll call it handheld gaming. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Yeah. Now, now I have one last question for you for now. Hopefully you'll be get to be part of many of our next 100 podcasts. And I know that a lot of questions will be thrown out, uh, you know, as we as the news comes in over the course of the next few, next, uh, few episodes and whatnot. But what do you see as far as the future for gaming short term or the next five years since we've been around five years? What do you see developing in the next five years in the gaming scene? I've never, I, I can't even think that far ahead with this industry. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Uh, like, I mean, I still think we'll be in the same console generation. I mean, with the PS3 and the Xbox 360 both going at least seven years at this point, we'll, we'll just really be seeing what uh, the PS4 and the uh, Xbox One are truly capable of. Um, do you think maybe like uh, virtual reality, like the Oculus uh, Rift? Do you think maybe some kind of headset or Google Glass like headset uh, coming in the near future? Um, it's I definitely see an expansion of the industry even bigger than what it is now. If that's even possible, it's it's only going to get bigger. Uh, but uh, some kind of virtual reality headset, it's it, it's definitely coming where, I mean, it's already been there in some sense where you stand in a pod and put on this giant headset, but it, it's where the, uh, the holodeck from Star Trek The Next Generation is definitely coming at some point where you just walk into a room and it turns into whatever you want it. And I know um, leading off on that, I remember Microsoft, uh, I know something that I had spoken about on previous podcasts, um, something that I thought Microsoft was ready to show off, especially at this last previous uh, CES, um, the Microsoft's Illuma Room, where it actually did have that concept. Um, and they were even taught that they would be adding that technology into the Xbox One, but unfortunately didn't make it in. But that, like you said, could definitely be the, the future and, and what an awesome 
future indeed that would be. So, so tell us, Joe, or tell tell the folks out there, what do you have in store as far as for Game Source coming up, maybe in the near future, or what what would you like to see as far as it's concerned? Um, I'm just going to try to stay on my focus of uh, budget titles because there there are just so many options available out there that are just quality experiences. You, you know, it's just like that won't cost any more than like five to ten bucks and you won't necessarily feel burned with it whereas if maybe you'd spent 50 bucks on it a year or so ago you might have been burned by it but and it may have soured your taste you may have soured your idea on it there are a lot of good games out there that are cheap or that are either free or cheap that you can play that if you if you know where to look you're in for a great experience and i'm just gonna hopefully try to find more and more of those and uh and then with the heavy competition these days in the free-to-play market it certainly makes it uh, a lot more attractive to the gamer it definitely it definitely does and hopefully i'll be able to get some uh more sports sports stuff out there as it comes up uh with the big announcement made monday night for uh any of the wrestling fans out there you know what i'm talking about with wwe 2k15 exactly I, I might as well just tell uh, Take Two Interactive to shut up and take my money when October rolls around. <laughs> Are you going to pre-order it and get two generations of Sting? I, I have to at this point. I mean, if I give them five bucks now, I get Sting. So instead of having to make him online, or not online, but in the uh, creator wrestling when I get it anyway, it's... Thank you for saving me three hours. Or if you don't pre-order it, it will come out later as a DLC. Oh, yeah, it'll be on the DLC if you get the season pass anyway. And yeah, so but that that's a big announcement and uh, purely speculation. I don't think they're done announcing WCW guys. I, it's, I don't know what they have in store. I would love to think it's a Monday Night War mode, but... We can only hope as, well, in my case, a much older wrestling fan, absolutely, indeed. Did you want to state anything else as far as uh, what you might be working on or anything you want to plug? Uh, just keep, keep your eyes peeled uh, on the game on your game source slash jv9.html. I'll have some more stuff up this week and next week. Um, if you search for me on Facebook, you can uh, find, I do uh, ring announcing uh, across the Southwest if you're into wrestling, so you can follow me there. Uh, I've got oh, so many things. Just look for me on Facebook or follow me on yourgamesource.com slash jvthe9. Uh, those are the two best places for me right now. Or uh, Twitter at javernola. Uh, sweet. Yeah, giving away the real name there, huh? Oh. <laughs> no problem. No problem because yeah, I've, I've floated mine out many, you know, many times over the course of 100 episodes. So uh, it's been a pleasure having you on, Joe. Oh, it's been great ha- being here. Thank you. I'll definitely be on more in the future too. Here's to 100 more. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And definitely, uh, and having you in the fold with Game Source and being a a major. And, um, I don't know how lately everybody's saying integral. I still say integral, but uh, having you as an integral part of a game source is truly appreciated. And uh, if you want to be a staff member out there, please, all you have to do is just email us 
at info at yourgamesource.com. Once again, Joe, I truly appreciate you taking the time out to to be a part of this this 100th episode, and uh, we do definitely want to want to keep an eye out what you're doing for us in the future. Oh, well, thank you guys for having me. All right, thanks so I, much. Thank you. So, when are you playing the new Kanye West game? Oh, that is on. That is number one on my list. That is day one, pre-ordered, ready to go. Did he really produce a game? Is it is it dumb? It wasn't him. Somebody made a game based off of Kanye West. I oh. guess he goes back and he goes into another dimension. I just was reading it the other day in an article, which I think we posted to our that Facebook. That sounds fantastic. Page. Give, give me an action adventure RPG playing Kanye West. I'll play it. If you have, if you were listening to this, you have an indie game. You want me to? You want me to play? I will play it. I will. We'll and see if you if want to Ni- prove to me that your game's not dumb. I will send me a review code and I will play it. We'll send me a link to Nick, it. I'll buy it. We'll see if Nick can get the code for it. Um, yeah. If if you are the developer of the Kanye West action adventure game, I let me know. I will play it for you and I will write you a stunning review. And, and Nick, there's no truth to the rumor it is called North by Northwest. That is a fantastic name. I want to meet the person who made this and shake their hand and give them a medal. But it'll be a medal made out of like construction paper because I don't really have the resources to make a little medal. I just but, have to hope that in this game there's some level or goal where you have to run up on the stage and interrupt Taylor Swift. <laughs> that needs See, to be there. That's fantastic. That's that's funny, actually. I want to I want to play this game. I hope it's real. You know, is the Xbox One now the more anticipated console, and and because it'll be you know, more readily available, does that mean more people are generally you know going to be opted to lean towards that, and you know, sacrifice the lower price point of the PlayStation Four, and just because it'll be more readily available to them, and you know, do they, or is there a higher tendency probably going to be to lean towards Xbox One, what are what are your uh, what are your what are your thoughts? Well, I think the main important thing that we should talk about is uh, Sam. I just posted that on your timeline regarding Kanye West. Oh, excellent! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, it, it is an RPG. Oh my god! Wait, I have to look. I have to buy it right now. <laughs> is it on Steam? I'll totally buy it. Uh, I don't think it was on Steam, if I remember correctly. Release but Kanye, any- Kanye. It's called Kanye Quest. <laughs> I'm gonna need a minute. You guys keep going. Because I said the domestic market right Joe, now can, is. Can I interject is, something really quick. You can unfortunately interject. This game deserves a negative ten. I just want to let you know. And games should never, ever, ever be made out of rappers ever and the developer of this game you should be shot i'm just letting you know that's a future plus one for you how about that oh okay i just i had to i had to get sorry <laughs> and we're back this is gerald once again better known as yes selfless lives and i'm on the line today with the cast of modern gears how's it going this is the drake <laughs> yeah, and I'm Eric. All right. Eric. Great to have you on the show, guys. Appreciate it. It is podcast number 100 of the world famous Game Source podcast. Uh, these guys themselves Woo-hoo! do a great. These guys themselves do a great show, Modern Gears. And if you haven't caught an episode, you are in for a great time, uh, great laugh, 
And uh, if you want to check it out, it's on our podcast page. It's yourgamesource.com slash podcast.html. And you'll see it right on the left-hand side, Modern Gears. They've got they've done a few episodes, and I know they've got more on the way. Um, you know, it's really fun to listen to, and I hope you get the chance to listen to it. Or if you have a free mobile app, you'll be able to uh, find it right there on our podcast page as well. So, uh, guys, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Um, I'll start with Eric first, because I know that once the Drake starts going, he uh, he might not stop. So He doesn't know how to shut up. Um, GameStore's been around five years. Uh, tell me, Eric, in the past five years, tell me some of the games that you've that really stood out for you, either in a good or bad way, um, as far as some of the things that you've really, you know, in, in the gaming world have really just enjoyed or thoroughly just wanted to throw in the trash. <laughs> past five years, huh? Um... And that really covers this generation, this past generation, Xbox 360, PS3. And I know you guys are uh, avid current generation or previous generation, whoever you know, whoever you're talking to, um, as far as the owners, so as far as what games you play. So. Yeah. Well, I'm more of I'm more of a first person shooter kind of player, but I play everything. As of I'm playing Forza Five right now, but uh, uh, I'd have to say like. I don't want anybody to hate me, but I think Call of Duty needs to scrap their whole project because it's just the same thing over and over again. Like, it's just nothing but repetitive nonsense, and it's just crazy. But I think Battlefield's doing good because at least they're moving forward. And then and then some just came out and blew everything out the water, and that's Titanfall. That's just like, I, I just don't get how anything's competing well, I think it's let me ask you this: it, 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 it did get an initial surge of success, but it, it has not met expectations yeah, um, as far as yeah, sustaining that. Done. That can you maybe shed some light or shed some insight on on possibly why well, that is? It's like it's the same thing. I mean, like what they have like certain game modes that come out every once in a while. Like right now, there's one called Marked for Death. And I don't know how many people play that, but it's it's not that fun. I tried it, and it's just one big pile of <laughs> But um, I like to play uh, the deathmatch, the team deathmatch, which is called Attrition. Is that? Yeah, but their game modes are weird. Like, there's called Last Titan Standing, and I just don't get it. Like, I think that it's going to be a game that people are going to play for a long time, but I don't, I don't know, man. They need to come out with something soon. <laughs> Because Titanfall is, like, falling fast because there's not enough guns. It's yeah. the same thing. There's only, like, a like so, there's only, like, what, seven, well, six or seven maps. Play, like, all you guys ever use is pistols because there's just... Yeah, yeah, th- there's, like, the most broken weapon I've ever seen in a video game. It's called the Smart Pistol. It takes no... Sc- a kindergartner can run around with this gun and get kills. It locks onto your targets for you, and all you do is pull the trigger once, and it shoots all the bullets. I just, I don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense. It makes everybody angry, but yet everybody uses it, but I don't know, and, and I just don't get it, but a game I would want to throw in the trash. I can see. Well, that needs, <laughs> that just needed to be built in the garbage, because that was going nowhere. Uh, a game that I'd like to throw in the trash or restart from scratch would be Bioshock, the entire series. 
No, not the entire I just don't. I just don't like them. I don't like them. They're not fun. Infinite was bad. It's weird. It's just weird to me. Infinite was Infinite bad. Infinite was first bad. One was good. The second one is all right. It wasn't better than the first, but Infinite was just terrible. Yeah, but I just don't get it. I never wanted to get into it because it just looked weird. And come on now, when the when the main bad guy or the, whoever you're playing with is called Big Daddy, that makes no sense. It's just weird. <laughs> I just don't get it. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I I wanted to say um, Drake, or I'm sorry, the Drake, as uh, Sam would uh, protest against. This makes no sense. Well, you have him on the line right now. Ask him why there's a This the makes no sense. A there's a the before your name. <laughs> like, what are you, freaking royalty? Shut yes. up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the Drake, what are some of the gaming news and events uh, over the past five years that have really stuck out to you as far as things that have changed the industry or made you uh, more keen and aware of the industry as a whole? Um, quite honestly, I think it's the fall of Nintendo. Um, that's the kind of, of Nintendo. The Wii is amazing. The Wii is amazing, but as soon as the Wii U came out, it was just that was crap. they don't have any oh, games for it. Nothing else. Anything think about big it. Big ball of crap dipped in. I think they they just felt so pressured to get something out. They just threw it out there with no games. Yeah, like at all. I mean, they they are doing better. Like when it comes to future releases, like I'm excited for the Super Smash Brothers. Uh, the new Pokemon games are coming out. I want to know when that Smash Brothers comes out. Uh, Bravely Default, I finally got a chance to play that, and that's one of my favorite games now. There's Default in the name? Yeah, it's Bravely Default. Well, if they can send it back, I guess it's defective, <laughs> you know. I mean, that's what's really good. Uh, something I just started playing yesterday was the, uh, oh, the Destiny, the Destiny beta. beta. Yeah. From what it shows, that looks I'm, amazing. I'm extremely excited for that one. Uh, just from what it... I think it's having a whole new look on shooting games... Shooting RPG, any kind of what game. Is, that's what did we say? It's like it's like Call it's, of Duty. It's Call of Duty, no, Halo, and Borderlands. No, it's like no, no, because we said it's Mass Effect, Halo, Call of Duty, and Borderlands. <laughs> if if all of them had a foursome, that would be the baby. <laughs> like Destiny just looks crazy. I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited for that one now. Like, just it fun. dude, you were like Tyson punching <laughs> everybody. That was ridiculous. <laughs> just playing the beta. It's that melee is broken. <laughs> uh, the game, I kind of want to. St- Throw away? I mean... What would you want to throw away? Other than Raccoon City? <laughs> that game was like the worst game in history. Nobody cares about Alpha Squad. I think Dragon Ball Z, the Battle of Z. That was pretty much trash. That was... The whole that fighting was a, system was bad. That was, was a, terrible. <laughs> that was the last hoorah before the next good one. <laughs> it made me so <laughs> mad. Cause, I mean, just me being you know, a Dragon Ball Z fan, like loving the show and following everything. This thing is just like... They tried what to make is a, this? They tried to make a multiplayer game and flopped harder than LeBron. <laughs> it's just so bad. Like they need to just take it out, redo it, and just how they how uh, Ultimate Ten Kaichi is. You know, just one on one, you just beat each other's face in, and then you're done. Exactly. You know, what is this four on four online crap? Yeah, get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> That's my choice. You can take that and shove it up your keister. <laughs> Fair what? enough. And uh, one last question, you guys, and uh, want to make sure uh, we, uh, you know, you guys have some time to think about this one. Um, what do you see going forward in the future for the video game industry? What do you think? Amazingness. 
<laughs> well, what's going to be so amazing about it? Is anything in particular games, uh, uh, maybe a new console, or maybe VR will blow up? Yeah. Something something in you that, that really will make you think or make a lot of people out there, the consumers, uh, really turn on to the video games uh, systems in the future? Uh, I'm thinking, because if this is true, I am going to hate Microsoft if this is true. They're building, or there's rumored to be building a new Xbox system. And they're saying that it could be a, a better version of the Xbox One, or it could be something called the Xbox Two. And I'm like, the one just came out. I just spent 500, I just spent like $800 in equipment, games and, and the controller and the charge kit. And I'm like, if they got another one, I'm going to go to the head of Microsoft and I'm going to shoot him between his eyeballs. And kill Bill Gates? Yes. I'm going to kill Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> but for games, games are looking just like they're going up. Like, I haven't seen, I did not see one game at E3 that I was like, I didn't want to play it. Yeah, because... Well, except for, except for that Disney Infinity, that new stuff for it or I, whatever. Even then, for kids, you know. That's, I know, it looks I fun for kids, but come on. Kids. kids are going to get so fat playing that game. They're just going to be sitting there, they're going to be like, oh my god, new character's out, give me a hamburger, I'm going to play all night. <laughs> like, go outside. <laughs> I mean, that, for the, uh, as long as you don't like, you know keep overpricing things, like how the Xbox One came out with Kinect, and they're trying to charge you 600, hey, it's not 700 worth it. bucks it's for it. It's not worth it It's not worth 700 bucks. No, but it's... Oh, yeah. Well, it's not worth 700 bucks. But the Xbox One isn't worth it without a Kinect, though. Like, yeah, but I mean, it's still not worth 700 It's just bucks. amazing. I'm not 700 bucks for it. I'm it's, not. it's just a brilliant piece of machinery. I mean, when, with the consoles, how they're going, and how everything is moving along, to, you know, just with technology, it's going to be, you know, anything but up. But I still think all the magazines are right, though. It's, it's a it's a machine that belongs in the living room. Yeah, the thing is an entertainment paradise. It's like, I don't know, man. It's just got so much more other crap than focusing on games. It just doesn't make no sense. Yeah, because I mean, but even for future games that are coming out, like Unity, that's gonna be yeah, that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be the games. biggest flop in Assassin's Creed history. I don't. It's gonna it's a four player multiplayer story. It's amazing. That is not amazing. It's you know, amazing. Do you know how many times the server's going to crash in the first week? So let it crash in the first week. They'll figure out what's they going on. They, they, they won't it. be able to fix it because people are going to start like trying to hack in. And then there's going to be like stupid people. And then everyone's going to get pissed. And they're all going to be like, we're single player. I mean, we're single player. Star Wars Battle... Uh, Battlefront. Battle the old ones. I love the old ones. Star, Star, Wars, love Star Wars is always fun. Yeah. I mean, that, that's going to be great. The UFC, the new UFC that you just got, that... That game's awesome. That looks amazing. That game is amazing. It looks amazing. It looks realistic. Like looking back on how the graphics like, have been. Like, when you punch somebody, it actually looks like you hit them instead of <laughs> instead of you hit them and then thirty seconds later they flinch. <laughs> I mean, all these un, the next Uncharted is coming out. I know Gerald's probably excited for that one. And the Maybe. Rebirth Rising series. <laughs> I mean, that one. Look, I can already tell that's going to be amazing. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be the last one. Uh, you know what I don't like? I'm coming off like it, but... They, they made a game called Escape Dead Island, but it's not going to be for next-gen. No, just like just like Borderlands, the pre-sequel. That's going to be for not next-gen either. And what is this crap about? Remember when we were at GameStop, they were like, we're remastering The Last of Us? <laughs> <laughs> they just came out! <laughs> well, they're remastering Uncharted 3. 
they're remastering The Last of Us. Well, I get it, but dude, the game just I came know. out. Like, let PS3 people enjoy it before they're like, <laughs> but it's on P- What? <laughs> I gotta go buy that now? I mean, I think they're just trying, right now they're trying to come out with too much stuff for the... Too much. For gaming. Too much. Like, like, too much right I'm now. glad that they spread out the games far enough to where somebody's not, like, in August going, I have to spend $300 just to get what I want? Like, yeah. I'm glad they did, like, 2015 games, too, so... I just hope that they're not... Like, early, early 2015. I don't nobody like wants the, to wait that long for Dead Island 2 to come out. That just looks fun. <laughs> I, I just don't like the uh, console-only games, you know, like, Microsoft-only or PlayStation-only, you know, like, Uncharted. Oh, you, you want to go, like, you want to you ship know, systems, huh? Yeah, like... I hate those only for this, whatever. You're just mad because Halo's not on PS3. Halo, shut up. <laughs> I'm mad that Killzone's not over here, so you shush. Fair enough, guys. So, just uh, before we let you go, you tell our listeners uh, what you got coming up maybe in the future going forward with uh, Modern Gears? Well, if this guy could get his car fixed, <laughs> we'd, yeah. have, we'd have plenty more Modern Gears episodes. Yeah, we are definitely going to try our best to get more out there. Itsy bitsy mohawk he's got going on over here. Shut up. <laughs> uh, we are definitely going to try to get more out there. Uh, we definitely need and to. And videos, too. We can just do yeah. videos, too. We can yeah. start trying to do a little bit more videos. So, you know, hopefully pretty soon we'll be able to get something really going and then be able yeah. to keep it going throughout the year. Sounds, sounds good, guys. Once again, this has um, been Modern Gears. Uh, Eric and the Drake, guys, uh, thank you so much for being part of the program. Our, uh, <laughs> our 100th podcast. Can't believe we've made it this far, but uh, I look forward to having you guys part of many, many more in the future. And uh, always uh, thankful that you guys have been a part of the Game Source and appreciate everything you've done. Yeah, we need to erase that the part before Drake because it's just stupid. It makes no sense. It's amazing. I'm going to punch you. That's going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing. (laughs) You brooding on my floor will be fun. It was great to be part of this 100th podcast. I'm actually pretty happy I was there for the past three years or whatever it was. We made it three. (laughs) (laughs) It's been great having you guys aboard, and and I know we'll be hearing more from you guys very soon. Thanks again for being a part of the podcast, and more interviews coming up right after this. <laughs> Nick. Nick. <laughs> Somebody's echoing. You would be like in an acid trip to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I would the same thing. Oh, man. <laughs> if you were high and you were listening to this, I am so sorry. And we're back. And uh, today I've got well, the Johnsons, better known as Super Pouring and Steph Tafu. Uh, we'll start off with you, Jeremiah. How are you today? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, thank you for being part of this, uh, both of you, for being part of this 100th podcast. Um, it's been a great five years, as uh, I know I've alluded to in our past interviews, but it's been a tremendous five years already. Um, well, first off, Jeremiah, uh, just wanted to ask... In in past five years, this this industry has changed and evolved so much, even in just a short amount of time. Tell me some of the the news or or things uh, that have events that that have really shaped 
your opinion as a gamer uh, in the recent past, in the past five years? Well, um, on the more cop-out-ish side of it, I mean, obviously there's been new systems, the, uh, you know, the 3DS, the Vita, and then, you know, the, the different consoles and whatnot. Uh, 3DS is still probably my most played system at this point, uh, even with the newer ones. So, yeah, there's been a lot on all of those that have been around. Um, but going back, you know, five years exactly, uh, Street Fighter Four came out, and you know, up until that point, I mean, there there'd still been fighting games here and there, uh, but it wasn't until Street Fighter Four came out that it was, you know, kind of brought more into the mainstream. So, it got- uh, absolutely, it revived the the pretty much the whole genre as a whole, if if I would I would say so. Yeah, and I mean, from there, like it just kind of exploded. There was like sequels to, you know. Older fighting games, like re remakes of others, like you know, just all over the place. So, as a as a pretty pretty big fighting game fan, like I was pretty happy about that. So, that that was a good catalyst there. Um, a little little bit later, you know, in 2010, the uh, humble indie bundle started out, um, and that's you know still going strong. Like it's it's a little different from from what it used to be, but uh, you know, it's a great source of, you know, some good games, you know, from time to time, but, uh, you know, you can get some good stuff out of that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I know that, that you being the, the tremendous gamer that you are, have, have a lot of choices to draw from, but uh, tell me, uh, since, you know, because like I said, GameSword has been around since 2009, tell me some of the games that, that you've really, really enjoyed. Xenoblade, Fire Emblem Awakening. More recently, Hearthstone, uh, which I'm still playing a ton of. Um, I mean, there's there's been quite a few, and then you know a lot of the fighting games that have you know been coming out since Street Fighter Four, you know Marvel's Capcom Three, uh, multiple Blaze Blues, you know to the point they kind of overkilled it a little bit. But uh, I'm eagerly waiting the next Guilty Gear, and you know some King of Fighters in there, like tons and tons of fighting games so do you see a, a uh, an even broader evolution and expansion of the fighting game genre because as you, you and i have both seen um evo has grown uh, by leaps and bounds uh, evo just took place just uh recently before we started taping these interviews and um it's just you know obviously it's 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 gone really uh, really at a high level, uh, with so many mainstream uh, entities now broadcasting it and, and reporting on it, uh, do you feel that it can go even further? In fact, it even reached ESPN3, uh, as far as it's concerned. Well, it's funny, too, because, uh, I mean, speaking for Street Fighter specifically, now that Ultra's out and that was at EVO, uh, a lot of the you know bigger names like uh, you know Daigo and and such, they were eliminated, like, pretty quickly, just because there's, you know, such a big audience now, such a big community, uh, you know, playing these games now, that there's just, there's tons of competition, so it's definitely grown by leaps and bounds, like, over the years. And, uh, well, one last question before I let you go, and, and, and hand it over to your, your awesome wife, Stephanie. Uh, who's been uh, also a great part of Game Source over these past uh, few years? Do you have any 
memories that stick out in your mind as far as uh, your time here uh, at yourgamesource.com? Well, I've had, I've had a lot of fun doing a lot of the articles and stuff, you know, obviously, uh, which it's been a while since I've done one now because things got kind of busy with life. But uh, as far as, like, as a whole with Game Source, like, uh, we, we were talking about it a bit, and, you know, we, we enjoyed you know, the podcast. We were all, you know, at a location. And uh, my favorite one was at Gamer's Paradise, while we were all talking about Borderlands. So that was a lot of fun, good ambience. Like, you know, it was, it was a good time. We should do that again. Uh, hopefully we will be uh, doing that sometime in the near future. I enjoyed that one as well, along with uh, uh, our live shoot at uh, We Play Games. Um, also as well, uh, the conventions that we did. Um, the the most recent one that that uh, you and your wife uh, and Chris and and myself were at oh yes and Nick too <laughs> um, <laughs> but that was also a great great time as well and and we hope to uh, be giving uh, more people more coverage on, um, such as this pretty anytime soon any last thoughts uh, from you as far as what you'd like to talk about, some of the things, you, you know, over the course of the past few years that, that you've seen or, or that you think should be trending towards the future? Well, just, just to piggyback on, on that last comment, the uh, Level, level Expo. Wow, the Level Up, up, expo. up expo. Yes. Well, uh, Jeremiah, I'm going to say thank you for, for being part uh, of the past few years with us here at Game Source. I'm going to try and see if we can get you on as much as we can in the future as much as your time will allow obviously being a a new dad and and obviously having a busy schedule that you have but anything that that you've done for us has been greatly appreciated and and going forward in the future um obviously even the podcast that you uh your wife and joel did um that you hosted was greatly appreciated as well and i know that that uh brings a a smile back to that those uh that podcast of, of, of in our backlog, which you can actually listen to uh, on our podcast page at yourgamesource.com. But, uh, yeah, Jeremiah, um, I appreciate it. We're going to give uh, Stephanie a tattoo right after this. You know, if Nintendo wasn't really having a bad enough year as it was, PETA, or PETA, whatever the name of the stupid company's called, um, the ethical treatment of animals, really, guys? I mean, you don't have anything better to do I mean, go and save some lost animals halfway across the world. You gotta, you gotta file a suit against Nintendo. Which, by the way, you're not going to win. Nick, you'd be, uh, <laughs> you'd be nice now to PETA. You'd be nice now to PETA. Uh, not obviously hurt you in any way, of course, but uh, verbally attack you and uh, bring it on, PETA. <laughs> I got I got a spirit helmet. You know what? It's nice and furry. <laughs> Those were Nick's last words. Uh, uh, Nick's comments and 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 thoughts on on what he just talked about are his and his only and not representative of anything from <laughs> Game Source in the back. You got it. That's right, baby. Talk. Bring it on. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, Nick versus Peta. Oh my goodness. Pita. I mean, seriously, it sounds like a. It sounds like something you eat. Pita. Pita. Yes, it is. Pita bread. Something to eat. Pita. Give me a 
You know, it's ignorant people like that that are just, you know, they literally really not, have nothing else to do. Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. <laughs> it is. They're bashing. They're bashing Mario. You know what? Mario was probably alive before their founder was alive. So they need to, you know, step up off Nintendo. And uh, Peter's, Peter's heart is in the right place on a lot of occasions regarding the ethical treatment of animals, um, but sometimes it does go overboard and their thoughts go overboard. Um, it may be in this case that they may not be doing the right thing by going after just a video game. Um, <clears throat> you know, if GTA 5, which comes out, has dog fighting in it, which, you know, quite possibly may happen, you know, then I could see them going after them and being justified, but... Watch uh, out, Rockstar. <laughs> you know, in this case... Lawsuit it's, coming your way, too. Wow. It's, you know, like I said, they they usually have their heart in the right place. In this case, maybe it's not, not, not for the best, but go ahead, Nick. I'm continue on. What else is in the news? <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, I, I had to put that out there because, I mean... You know, if they're coming, if that's the worst they're coming after, uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, I, I mean. <laughs> Grand Theft yeah. Auto 5, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, anyway, Grand Theft Auto 5 officially announced. Yes. How much love is there left for the franchise? Not much. I well, when did 4 yeah. come out? Exactly, see? Exactly. Yeah, see. People are going to be stoked that there's another Grand Theft Auto game coming out, because it's been so long. I think they should just nuke Grand Theft Auto. I think <laughs> this nuclear bomb just needs to come down and just wipe out San Andreas. Hey, we, should, we should give you a page, like, on your page, like, things Nick hates, and it could just be, like, you could just list all the – just so we have a reference of all the things that you hate so we can, you know, not mention around you. So just give us a list of everything oh, yeah. that you hate. Well, you know, we just recently added the review database on www.yourgamesource.com. We may put the uh, Nick does not like this database right next to it, so. It'll probably get more hits. <laughs> you know what might be a shorter list? Things Nick does like. It'll probably be a shorter list. <laughs> our, our database will probably, like, not lag or anything. See, now there you go. Too many things in the Proactive hate. thinking. I like that. Proactive thinking. Do you still like kittens? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. No, I'm sorry. I love kittens. I don't want to offend PETA. You know, don't want them coming after me because I said I didn't like kittens. Because, you know, that might automatically be taken that I'm skinning them or something. Who knows? If you say you didn't like kittens, you'd probably be questioned whether or not you had an actual soul. Oh, yeah, you're right. They probably say that too. Gotta be careful about that. Don't want a suit don't want a lawsuit lawsuit coming after me next. So, um going back to San Andreas again, is that going to be the right move for them? Well, I think GTA five is gonna be really popular and San Andreas, even though it's somewhere they where they have been already, I think it's somewhere that they're familiar with and they're gonna create a big open world and I think it's gonna be it's going to be uh, really, really popular. I think it's scheduled for next year, and if that's the case, I think you can just count that as one of the top five selling games next year already. It's going to be huge. Four, I, I totally agree. Number four was so popular, so. 
Sorry, I still think I give my vote to Bioshock Infinite. Okay, so Nick, you bash Call of Duty because they come out with a new game every year, so you mm -hmm. think it should fail. But Grand Theft Auto hasn't had a game in a few years, and you think that's why it will fail. No, it's just that there's only so many pimps you can kill, so many cars you can jack, so many bad things, which we ain't going to say on air, that you can do in the back of those cars with random women you just pick up all over town, so many people you can kill, so many people you can screw out of money and everything else in that game. I just figure at this point, you know, they're obviously going back to San Andreas because they don't have anything else to make a game out of. But there will always be that large group of 12-year-old boys that think it's the coolest thing ever to do all those things you just listed. I mean, whether or not the, like people are anxious for it, there's always going to be that group yes. of prepubescent children who are like, this is the coolest thing ever. And well, now, mind you, it's supposed to be an M-rated game. And I remember when we were uh, selling at, uh, at the stores that Nick and I were managing. I have a little Chris, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, aside from us preaching about M-rated games and everything like that, I, I do understand that uh, that GTA is probably not the best thing for 12-year-olds. I don't, I don't really have much more to say about it. You guys are kind of giving all the examples away, and I did hear Nick try to say something. What were you saying, Nick? Oh no, I just said I kind of resent, you know, Rockstar a little bit because I was, you know, had my life threatened back when we were running the stores that. You know, somebody was going to kill me if I didn't give them the Grand Theft Auto game, and you know, thanks Rockstar. <laughs> that is actually that is actually a true statement. Uh, Nick really? Was threat Nick was threatened with bodily harm. Our shipment uh, uh, was delayed on Grand Theft Auto for release day, and we had a line of about a hundred individuals, and then the first one in line was uh, threatening Nick, and I have never seen angry Nick's become so scared that he was ready to run was and it, flee for his life. Was it, who, was it like an adult? Yeah, a big guy. Oh, I was picturing like a little kid. If you wouldn't let him buy, that's what I, okay, I heard the story the wrong way. I thought it was like a little kid who you wouldn't sell it to. <laughs> well, I, uh, I like that story better. He may have been a little kid inside, but he was a very big man. Just like a 12-year-old just like cursing you out because you won't sell him the game. I like, uh, this is the way I'm going to remember it. I love mine better. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. <laughs> and we're here with Steph. Steph Tafu. Steph has been with us for quite some time now. It's, again, our 100th podcast, and we're so great to have her as well chatting with her today. How are you? I'm doing great. I kind to of play games a little differently than, than most people, at least on the staff do. I kind of, like, there's one or two games maybe that'll come out a year, and, like, I just play the ever-living crap out of them. <laughs> uh, so, so there's definitely some that really stick out, um, kind of starting and going from 09 forward. Uh, Spirit Tracks, Legend of Zelda came out. Um, I loved that one. I, I, I really enjoyed both that one and Phantom Hourglass. I thought they were, they were fun ones. They were a little different style, but they were really fun. Uh, God of War 3 came out in 2010. Now, in 2009, I believe, is when the collection came out. I had never had a Sony system before that, so I kind of played 1, 2, and 3 almost right on top of each other. So that took up a huge chunk of time, but they really stuck out in my mind because I just I love the gameplay, and I also love Greek mythology, so just, like, it was a very wonderful combination. Um... 
and then Skyward Sword, L.A. Noir, and then um, the 3DS all released in 2011. And of course, Ocarina of Time came. The remake came with the 3DS. So those three were the three that really kind of stick out for that year for me. Um, I am. I tend to really look forward to games that I've played in the series before. Um, so L.A. Noir was a new IP. It was a really new, interesting thing. I love crime shows, so that was kind of like, I was like, this is a perfect game for me. I want to be the detective running around, so I loved that one. Absolutely. Um, and then another one that I've actually, randomly enough, been going back to play recently, right before our trip, was uh, Fallout New Vegas. Um, I love Fallout, Skyrim. I, I Before I was playing New Vegas, I was playing Skyrim again. Um that was actually my first review I wrote for Game Source. Yeah, I, as I remember, indeed. And uh, anything you've done, like I said, same with Super Boring. We, we've so appreciated you being part of the staff and, and everything that you've contributed. Um, as one of the major proponents on the staff of JRPGs, in fact, that's uh, your some of your comments on it. It's part of our, our theme song. Um Tell me more about about uh, how you think JRPGs have evolved, because um, quite frankly, when games were started, JRPGs had had fallen on hard times, but now have come to the point everything has come full circle. And like I was talking with Super Pouring uh, on fighting games, how how the uh, genre has uh, become resurgent. I believe JRPGs have now have a much brighter future than they've had in in several years. Would I be mistaken, or? or Tell me your thoughts on the JRPG scene right now. Uh, no, I do think they're uh, coming back into popularity again, which is amazing. Um, I think when we did the uh, podcast specifically about JRPGs, I may have brought it up. And I have a son now, so I have some mommy brains, so I don't want to be quoted on this. But I believe it was Penny Arcade did a video that... Um, kind of talked about the difference between a Western RPG and a JRPG. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I think it was a Penny Arcade video. It might not have been and if it is, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was. It's a video that talks about the difference between them and how most games, most styles kind of evolved in one place and they evolved at the same time. Whereas JRPGs and Western RPGs, they started kind of at the same time. They started sort of at the same thing, but they evolved separately. It's the only real genre that did that, that really branched and became two separate genres. So I think part of it is that people are realizing that it is a different genre. I think before a lot of people would kind of be down on JRPGs because they were really used to playing Western RPGs, where, you know, a Western RPG, you're focused on your character and and their development and their gear and developing them how you feel it is. Whereas JRPGs, it plays similar to an RPG, but instead of the focus being on your character, the focus is on pre-made characters and telling their story. So I think now that it's it's a little more defined, people... It's... it's hmm, how do I say this? People are more aware of that it's not going to play like a Western RPG, People are going into it differently. They're not going into it and then being disappointed. They're going into it as well, as they should. They're going into it as a JRPG. As I want to, 
I want to know the story of these characters. So that's really exciting for me, which, and then that was the last one that I was going to say on here was there's been several Tales games that have come out the last five years that yeah. I loved. Tales of Zillia, Tales, uh, this is the one that comes to mind right now, Tales of Graces F, Abyss, I think, I, I can't even remember, I played so many of them because I hadn't played any of them, and then started playing them when Tales of Graces came out. Grace's F came out, and then went back and played a bunch of them, because I was like, how did I miss these? <laughs> well, no, uh, like I said, as being one of the major proponents of JRPGs, um, we truly, truly appreciate uh, what, what uh, you know, the notice that you've given um, that genre, especially to to uh, our broader audience, uh, and obviously, you know, keeping the good name out for JRPGs uh, has been uh, has been great, uh, not only for, for us here at GameSource, but the gaming industry as, whole, as a whole. Um, and, and I want to talk to you one more thing about what do you see going forward in the future in the industry? Your thoughts, because I'm getting everyone's thoughts on what they think and how they think the industry is going to go. And I'd love to hear what you think uh, as well as far as where do you think the industry is going to go from here, or where can it go from here? Oh, gosh, I'm always so terrible at these questions. <laughs> um, well, I think that it is kind of a tough market for everybody right now. Obviously, Sony is uh, doing better. They've got a leg up. Um, I think Microsoft definitely with the uh, price cut and the unbundled connect um, they should, I still think they're probably going to struggle, but I think that it should be looking a little better for them. Um, and of course, I, uh, I'm hoping that Nintendo can just plop some more games and get more third-party support because that's what they need. Um, I love, I love conventions, I love cosplaying, and I love talking about games. So, Level Up Expo, I got to do all three of those which was just amazingly fun. Um, we talked with the ladies from um, Retro Gamer Girls. We talked uh, about the movie that I can't remember the title of now. I've got mommy brain so bad. I'm sorry. Oh, no, um, oh I mean the, uh, the NES, the documentary. Yes, yes. Sorry, we was getting all the games. I, I can't remember the name of it anymore, but I remember the conversations and the great back and forth we had with him and... Um, the two guys that we talked with, uh, but I, I loved that. I loved being in a convention, you know, being at our booth, being dressed up, interacting with people, um, talking to the professional cosplayers that were there, and specifically the last interview we did after or after. I don't think it was actually on the podcast. I think Nick had stopped recording at that point, but she and I actually started, like, gushing for probably a good five or ten minutes um, because she did a wonderful cosplay of Zelda and then I was, and she was saying, you know, one day she'd like to get married and, and wear that and I was like, oh my god, I, I had a Zelda wedding, so um, that was that was awesome, like getting to talk about that, which I think GameSource definitely gave me that opportunity because otherwise I probably wouldn't have really gotten to talk to her the way I did and opened up and, and just meeting all the people in the industry and all the great stuff and just talking about games. Absolutely. No, it's been great fun. Uh, like you said, talking about games and, and all the things that are going on in the game industry. Um, again, we truly appreciate here at GameSource everything that both you and uh, Jeremiah have, have done for us. And uh, we're looking very forward to 
to what you both can you know do for us in the future and, and send out it because I know we have a lot of people that uh, that have followed us because of both yours and uh, Jeremiah's hard work and what you guys can contribute to us and uh, we again we so appreciate everything you've done and uh, hopefully we will uh, have all, you and Jeremiah on many more times in the next uh, 100 episodes yeah definitely I feel feel kind of bad because I haven't been able to do as much recently because you know we have a our son just turned one but I've been trying I got I know I got the the spirit track uh, not spirit tracks geez link between worlds review done the other ones so trying it's just hectic and then we were out of the country for a month well, I was out of the country for like a month and shit. no no yeah, what I can <laughs> no and it's much appreciated and uh um when uh, your son uh, starts hosting podcast number uh, 1,000 for us. <laughs> Things will uh, be altogether different for us. Uh, but no, um, again, my best to you two. Uh, really, truly appreciate you being both uh, part of today's podcast. And here's uh, looking for uh, many more uh, episodes uh, with both you on the podcast. I don't know if you can be prepared for him trying to podcast. You've got little girls. Girls, listen. He's uh, he's one, and he's already bouncing off the walls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what us boys do. Um, so your girls sound all sweet. They're like, "Hey, welcome to Game Source." He's gonna be like, "Hey!" <laughs> Uh, if you only knew, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, my girls are awesome as I'm, as I know your son is as well, but, uh, thanks so much Steph for being a part of the podcast today. Uh, both of you and super boring. And, uh, we hope to talk to both of you soon. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe developers are like all these other people are going to be spending money and maybe they're not going to have it for my game. So they'll push it until, you know, people get their Christmas money. I don't know. I mean, uh, if the games are anything like the new Fable that they, they previewed at uh, uh, the uh, Microsoft press conference, I can understand why they would delay that. <laughs> and it has a bit. That was actually a 2012 release uh, originally. Yeah, well, it needs to be like a 2020 release. <laughs> Poor Peter Molyneux. No, Someday, good. what he says is gonna actually happen. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put connect with it. <laughs> There's Chris, no you're, Chris you're, you were about to say something, Chris. Wait, what? Oh, uh, oh, I don't even remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> Nick is uh, Nick is on a tangent today. We have uh, there's Angry Birds. Now today we've got Angry Nick. Right. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I got. I rightfully so. I have to tear that game to shreds because the last one sucked. Fable one was okay. And three Nick, was just horrendous. Nick, when's your birthday? Next month. Uh, well, then next year, your next birthday, you're going to be getting a new Fable game. <laughs> Terrific! I'll use it as a uh, as a coaster on my table. <laughs> yeah. Well, the hardware is definitely ready. If it's followed, being released in Japan. Yes. It's like followed by example. Nintendo released terrible titles and therefore overpriced their system, which wasn't worth it. So Sony actually did one intelligent thing and went, oh, well, we don't have strong enough launch titles. Our product is going to cost too much when it comes out for the holiday season, so let's wait a year and release it and 
be intelligent about this and release it with strong launch titles at a decent price. In the middle of no particular buying time. Exactly. So well, they, after their anonymous breach, I guess they strategically thought about this. What can I say? I just can't imagine like how they're going to market that because I don't know how many people are going to know. They'll Hopefully probably incentivize than, it with a free game. Hopefully better than they did the move. Because like, people aren't going to know rough... <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, I didn't know, but like, people aren't going to be able to tell, like, oh, you have to pay an extra twenty-five dollars a month. I mean, they're not going to market that, obviously, but they can't pretend it doesn't exist. Well, they're probably going to just say, you know, uh, this monthly is, fees you know, apply. Yeah, monthly fees apply. Our partnership with AT and T. Oh, by the way, get Uncharted Golden Abyss free with the, when you buy the three uh, G version, probably. Hey, take it yeah. from us. We work for Sony. Their advertisement and marketing sucks. <laughs> what are you talking about? Those commercials with like that vice president, Kevin Butler. He, I love Kevin Butler. Okay, Kevin Butler is the only yeah. good thing Sony has going for him. Beside that, their marketing and advertisement sucks. <laughs> you then are again, just... the Kevin Butler commercials so, don't kudos, really tell you anything. Kudos to you, Microsoft. <laughs> kudos to you. You are just full of venom today. I like it. I like it. We got a feisty Nick on our podcast tonight. Feisty Nick, down boy, down boy. <laughs> All right, I think, we gotta, I think we gotta hose them off uh, uh, during the break, don't you think? That probably oh. a good idea. Speaking of break, we're our, our sponsors are are telling us to uh, yeah. Um, we're gonna go ahead and go to break. We'll come back and do the uh, we'll come back and do some game reviews. If you All would right. like to sponsor us, you can contact us though at yeah. yourgamestores at yahoo.com. And Kevin Butler, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you back in just a second. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the show so far. we got more great interviews coming up, but I just wanted to take this moment to make sure that everybody else that has been a part of the Game Source experience gets acknowledged, because without them and without the help that they've given over the years, along with everybody else who's participating in the show, it wouldn't be Game Source and YourGameSource.com, that's for sure. So I want to make a special shout-out to Michael, the Juggalabroni, Sarah, our editor-in-chief, Luis, William, who's probably happy now that GTA 5 will, is actually coming to PC very, very soon, Patty, who was part of our earlier podcast, also Scott as well, want to wish him all the best, Alex, our main man in the UK, want a big shout out to you, my friend, Paul, who just covered Comic-Con for us over there, Brenda, aka the Drake's girlfriend, and as she calls herself, the Ghetto Panda. Lonnie, who who did a great article on the Wii U. Alex, who is with us on our big show from We Play Games. Taylee, who wrote an article for us on Next Gen. Cameron, who wrote for us as well. Thank you so much for being a part of the Game Source experience. A special shout out to Joel, who's written tremendous reviews and tremendous articles for us over the years. Trey, Melissa, and Alexander, who were part of one of our first podcasts. And last but not least, our super fan, Katie. We really just want to say thank you to you and as people that are big fans of the site that keeps us going day in and day out. And I just want to read a statement that she sent along to me because she wanted to pass along this note. Some of my favorite video games over the past few years have been Guitar Hero as I remember seeing the commercial for it on TV. I love music just as much as I love video games, and I was hooked on it from day one, and I played 
every single day for hours on end. And it's a game I still play to this very day. I've even taught my kids to play it, and they love it just as much as I do. Next, I would have to say I absolutely love all the God of War games. And not only do I love the gameplay for it, but for me the storyline of these games with Kratos in his never-ending journey for revenge. And I always loved the god and goddesses of mythology. And last, but certainly not least, I've played a lot of the Mario games and love them all. But some of my favorites of those have been Mario Kart 7, Super Mario Bros., and Super Mario 3D Land. I have been a GameSource superfan for a while now, and what has really made me like this site was that the first time I was on YourGameSource.com, I played a podcast, and though all the guys had their own opinion about whether or not the game was good or bad, they always respected each other's opinion, even if they're not agreeing with one another, or not agreeing with Angry Nick. They could debate all day with each other and still have respect for each other after that. I liked the Game Source page on Facebook right away and started sharing the articles and comments that were posted on the page ever since. And since then, I have tried to be as much of a part of Game Source as possible. Well, we want to thank you, Katie, for those kind words, and we appreciate it. And if you want to be a part of the staff, you can just email us at info at yourgamesource.com. But as always, if you just want to read, view, listen, or follow us in any way, shape, or form, it's Game Source on Facebook, yourgamesource.com, that's our home site, and at GameSource on Twitter. Don't forget, we're on YouTube and Twitch as well. So from all of us, thank you so much to everyone who's been a part of the Game Source experience. And here's another highlight that you might enjoy. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the mining thieves tonight. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps all right hey so uh we got aaron with us tonight uh game sources 100th podcast we made it 100 podcasts later um thanks for joining us aaron you're welcome um so thanks for having me oh hey no problem we we just want to make sure we get everybody's uh input we're hoping that we can get the the rest of the team on board as Gerald has uh, oodles and oodles of fun um, doing the uh, composite editing on all the audio files. You know we love you, buddy. <laughs> oh, he's going to enjoy that so much. We should break this up into like 18 different pieces and just send it to him random order. I, I, think, I think he's hating us enough after the, uh, after the Sam and Josh podcast. That one had so many technical errors. Uh, he'll probably make a lot of that um, bloopers at the end and the beginning. So, um, But in, in any case, so... Aaron, uh, you know, like like we were talking about before, a uh, pretty informal podcast. We just wanted to, uh, you know, we, we wanted to thank you for your commitment to Game Source and, and just say uh, thanks for being a part of, uh, you know, making the site great. And, um, you know, we made it 100 podcasts and, and we're looking forward to making it 100 more and beyond. But uh, we just wanted to, you know, kind of gather your thoughts and see if you wanted to share a little bit about 
you know, your experiences with it so far. I know you came on kind of late in the game, but, um, you know, from the time that you started, what are, uh, you know, what, what's your, what are your impressions of game source? I mean, what do you, uh, what were some of, you know, your memorable moments, you know, with us so far that you think you enjoy the most? Um, as you and Gerald know, and I don't know how much of the rest of the staff or viewers do, um, working with you and Gerald to get Chemco as our media partner and cool. get, getting, um, you know, the, the codes for those games so that we can put out, you know, a review or two every month from them because they're a, a wonderful mobile company that puts out a game or two almost every month. Uh, for the last two years or so, I'd say they've done at least one, if not two a month. And uh, getting the codes for them, from them and playing the games, um, they're old school you know, eight sixteen-bit RPGs, which on an iPad or a phone, that that's awesome. You know, sit and play for ten, fifteen minutes, or sit up at night and play for eight hours straight. You know, <laughs> we all know how that goes. But I mean, you know, they're they're great little games. Um, I played one last month's release, um, and I gave it a ten. I'm playing one right now, and it's not quite as good. It's not going to get a 10 it's probably going to get like a six or a seven you know so the games do vary but still having a game every month that you can just you know most of them are like 10 hour games um i I, to me that's pretty cool that i get to experience that you know as a reviewer instead of somebody who has to you know try and keep track and you know buy everything um as it comes out to keep up to date they're they're kind of helping us keep up to date by sending us everything so that's pretty cool to me yeah i mean you know we we certainly uh we're certainly grateful that you know we we have committed staff like you you know aaron that we um that we're able to to fan that out to because you know again i i think uh even recently you know over the over the five years it was recently really just in the last i want to say two maybe two and a half approximately there about you know that that we really uh started getting the opportunity to to get these uh you know whether they're betas or alphas um we haven't done i don't think we've done really too many alphas if any at all actually yet but um, i have some but not quite from the site just from other means yeah and and but but you know uh based out of e3 we actually might get the opportunity to maybe participate in some alphas but that's just some great stuff to look forward to in the future but really i mean really the last two maybe two and a half years like i was saying you know we really was the opportunity that we got to be able to do these early testing on these games and and you know look at the great opportunity that we had to meet with four lights you four know like lights. Yeah, yeah jimmy and i mentioned i mean that was a i thought that was that's got to be one of the greatest uh memories we and, didn't want to leave yeah i, I know but but it the, but they we created would still be there if you didn't want to go home you know they they created that type of environment though, and that I think that was a really uh, that was something really significant in Game Source's history, and I really hope to experience a little bit more of that. So, yeah, I can't wait to help them with their uh, stress test next month. Yep, yep. I haven't heard back from them yet, but I am looking forward to being able to uh, participate in that. Yeah, and, and they said our listeners should uh, be able to participate, so we we definitely want to we'll let y'all know to keep your eye out for that one. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Assuming this goes up before then. <laughs> we know how wonderful Gerald is at taking a year and a half to post things, though. I'm still getting slapped when he sees me. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're probably going to get a good whipping for that one. 
in, in his defense, if they weren't, if they weren't so, uh, you know, the audio wasn't so torn up sometimes. It, you know, which is fine because he ends up using uh, he ends up using a lot of the funny stuff as bumpers anyway. So, uh, but in, in any case, um, so I mean, in, in terms of like uh, you know any any news items or periodicals or anything you know from our uh, any of our aggregated news uh, media outlets that we you know we we receive news from, what do you think? Um, in your time with us, um, have you, you know, either experienced firsthand um, as, as, you know, part of the news that, that went out, uh, maybe you were involved in it in some way, or or how do you think that any significant news items that may have happened with your history at GameSource that may have impacted, or, um, you know, like I was trying to maybe communicate to Jamie yesterday, like maybe either enhanced your time being with GameSource or impacted it negatively? Um. I really don't think there's been much negative with it other than, you know, playing a lot of, uh, shall we say, different indie games. <laughs> that's, a, that's a safe word on here to use. <laughs> <laughs> different. Yeah, different. Different. We're going to go with that from now on. Mind you, I've played some really good ones. Some of them have been good. Some of them have been... Different. Different. <laughs> They, they put you know, the they put the Wii Fit uh, trainer in there. Yeah, I mean, come on, anything's possible. Character. <laughs> yeah. Man is just a trophy, as of the last I heard. It may change. Never know with them. But you know, there's Nintendo is going back to the companies that have been supporting them with, with some of these games. There's quite a few rat, um, Rayman or Rabbit games that are on the system, so. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just to see the other side of it where I thought it was pretty cool, where somebody actually was, like, upset about it, you know, instead of just, like, didn't care. I get that some people don't care. But to be, like, upset about it was kind of shocking to me. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I don't know that really, I mean, I know that, I know the angry Nick has erupted over several games in the future. Um, although, no, no matter how much I tell Gerald that I, I'm trying to uh, wean myself out of that persona, however, it seems to be uh, ingrained in my very existence here at Game Source. But, 
Um, you know, I, I, I know that I think I think on a personal note, I, I think it's those experiences and those those disagreements that that have bred. Um, I know from the outside it seemed uh, argumentative and, and volatileness. I know that Jeremiah and I have had a great many differences in, in his uh, his perspective of what, of what Nintendo is and what mine is. But you know, I, I think it's things like that and it's disagreements like that that um, that help make us who we are. And it's a lot of different personalities. And you know, you you know you you uh, you know you do a really great job and and stick it out when we got to you know do all these indie games and. You know, let's call it what it is. Some of them are good, some of them are different. Um, and but but you know what? I the way I see it is, you know, hey, we got an opportunity to check out a game. You know, mind you, for free. First of all, second of all, we get it. We get early access to it before most other people, except for the media that they ended up distributing to. And um, you know, I, I just think that that part of it's like one of the coolest things that we get to do at Game Source, and we certainly hope to be. Establishing relationships with companies, um, you know, companies like Activision, uh, Sega Entertainment, and you know, Bethesda Softworks, and you know, and, and we we can only we can only go up from here. Uh, establishing relationships with Konami and Square Enix and things of that nature, and um, I oh, know, absolutely. I, yeah, especially and, now that a lot of them are going, you know, digital, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's not. You know, ten years ago, where they had to send the the media, they had to send them a physical copy of the game. You know, they had to mm-hmm. print the disc and the packaging and all that, and it probably cost them quite a bit of money to do that for all the media. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, as they're going more and more digital, we've got better chances to get some of those games, even if they just give us, you know, iPad or Android games. You know, like Square mm-hmm. Enix has a bunch of them. Yeah. You know, even if we start there and have to build our way up, it's it's cool to see that process to me and and look at bound by flame i mean they actually uh we got evolved to send us a copy you know hard copy of that and i mean yeah, that that was pretty amazing. awesome that was yeah that was one of our biggest games and you know what we're hoping to get a good uh we're hoping to get a copy of the witcher still you know so i i, I just think that aspect of it you know like you were saying i i just think there's that cool factor and and that's what you know that's what we're we're all about and you know i i know i've kind of stated this over and over again on on you know the other segments that i shared with others but it, again, it, I can't drive the point enough. Is that it's that it's that persona, it's the, those relationships, those disagreements, those agreements between all of our staff members that you know that that contribute and make us different. It's our personalities that that set us aside from you know big conglomerates like IGN. And you know, yeah, well, they have to watch what they say. They can't really say their opinion. You know, they're very they're commercialized. Well, yes, yes. You know, if somebody doesn't like. You know, that person may get fired and the new review gets placed <laughs> up. We all know that story. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you know what? It's it's the freedom to say what we want, how we want to. Um, you know, I know we. CNC, we got to give them credit. They get to blast all the profanity and everything, but, you know, we're, we try to be a family friendly, quote unquote, family friendly. Um, site, but but still, I, I mean, you know that that that's a big part of it, Aaron. I mean, you pretty hit pretty much hit the nail on the head. Is that you know, in a way, we're uncensored. We 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 don't have somebody to report to that you know that goes ah sorry, our relations say that you we have to omit that entire four minute clip of you screaming at the game, telling you you know saying that you hate it. So uh, you know, but but I think uh, you know that gives us a lot of you know that gives us a lot of leeway. But so what do you think in terms of like? 
you know, all the games that you reviewed, uh, you know, whether they were early access or beta access or alpha access, what do you think in your time at Game Source out of what you reviewed for us? What what was most uh what did you enjoy the most? Oh man. Um oddly enough it wasn't a game. It was going to uh what was it, Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con and interviewing um Matthew and for his book, uh Earthman Jack versus the Ghost Planet. Which we got you another Got you another yeah, meeting today, with him. Yeah. Um, they invited me to, God, what was it? The Star Trek. Wars convention. I don't remember the exact name of it. I think it's a um, Star Trek something. Or it's a, over, or, yeah, Star Trek. So we're at the Rio, I think, right? I think so. Yeah, it's at the Rio next weekend, uh, the, the 31st of July through like the 3rd of August, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they invited me back even before that, um, almost as soon as we posted the interview. Um, Matthew himself reached out to me personally and invited me to go to lunch with him when he came in. And now they're like, you know, hey, we're going to try and get you passes to the event, um, either as press or an exhibitor. I'm not sure. Uh, we're working on press for you. Yeah, you're trying to get me press, and they're trying to get me uh, whatever they can get me so that I can go interview him again now that I've finished the book because, you know, I had only had the book for like eight hours before I interviewed him last time. <laughs> About 120-some-odd pages in eight hours, it was like... Here's a courtesy uh, copy. Read up on the material before you meet. <laughs> and plan enough to get an interview. It was like, yeah. uh, okay. And I mean, I, I spent like the two weekends later, I, I just spent a day and finished the book, and it's amazing. So, you know, to me, that's probably the best review I've had because I feel like real press, you know? I've mm-hmm. gone to events before where I have press access for whatever reason, and it, you know, most of them are just like, yeah, here's the press kit, here's the link to go get the pictures and whatnot for the game, you know, and it feels robotic, I guess. This actually feels kind of cool because, you know, they're reaching out to me uh, personally because of the site, I mean, they're going through you guys as well, mm. but they're also directly emailing me about it. And I think that's different than what I expected. You know, I expected everything to have to go through, you know, you or Gerald or whoever their avenue was. And they're not afraid to go directly with me. You know, they're, mm. they're not that corporate bullcrap that some companies are where, you know, only this person is allowed to talk and they're only allowed to talk to this person on your end you know yeah so to me that was cool i mean game wise i like doing bravely default because that game was just amazing and you know i did the review and then the afterthoughts of the game afterwards but i i mean it was this experience of actually being treated like you know real press or you know popular press mm-hmm. was kind of cool for so, me so what do you think on kind of on that same note um you know, going going forward now, uh, what do you think? Is, what are you most excited for um, to to have the opportunity to hopefully? Um, and, and I say hopefully because you, you know, it's always a gamble when we're when I'm trying to secure. You know, re, re, uh, even if they promise us in writing, it may not happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I sometimes I struggle to secure review copies, and and even though they're digital, uh, that that's a whole another story for another time. But what do you think? Hopefully, uh, I, I, in an ideal world, what are you looking forward to reviewing? Uh, any platform, you know, whether Android, um, iOS, or, uh, you know, PS3, PS4. 
obviously keeping the Kemco relationship alive because that's quite awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, as I've said in the staff page, any staff member who wants one, you know, let us know and we'll get you whatever the next one to come out is. You know, it's, I'm not trying to say this is, you know, exclusive to me. Um, but keeping that relationship alive so that we can show, you know, bigger companies down the road, hey, they give us a game a month. We turn a review around within a week, you know, every time without fail, you know, we're, we're going to do our part to help you because you helped us, you know, whether it is a smaller company like Kemco that is only doing mobile games or, you know, the Square Enix, EA, Activision, you know, that are doing AAA games, um, and as well, you know, I'm going to BlizzCon, so that'll be cool to cover that, so... Cool. Well, I mean, and, uh, you know, that, as this goes for anybody, you know, we always encourage, we're, we're actively looking for, for columnists and, uh, you know, for web people to uh, help with some aspects of the website design. But um, as always, you know, we, we absolutely encourage our viewers, um, our listeners to, to uh, tune in at www.yourgamesource.com for, for the latest and greatest in all that is news and media. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, feel free to message us over at info at yourgamesource.com if you're ever interested in joining the team. Uh, as you can hear, you know, we, we got great people like Aaron and Jamie, Gerald, and I, I attempted to, to name off a couple people, and, and, and in order to not forget anybody, I'm just going to stop there. But um, <laughs> don't want to don't hurt anybody's feelings. Too many of us. Yeah, like, so any of us, we'll use that broad term, any of us. Um, no, but seriously... We we uh, we absolutely encourage people to reach out to us. If you got a comment you read on, you know, you want read on air, we're, we're not like IGN. We're not like Polygon. If you wanna, if you want us to read something, if you have something you want communicated, if you disagree with us, if you hate me, you can you feel free to message us about it. We will read it on air that, within reason, as long as you're not using any really bad profanity. But outside of that, we'll get to the CNC at that point and let them read it. But but you know, it's it's all about. It's all about you. It's all about the gamers out there, and um, you know that that that's what it's all about. So, um, but Aaron, did you have anything else you want to add on, add on air to before we uh, exceed the twenty minute marker that Gerald has allotted? <laughs> Screw him. We're going four hours. We're just gonna like go make sandwiches and come back in twenty minutes and then keep going. He has to play that dinner. Um, no, just going off of what you said, you know, if you want to write a review um, about a game, let us know ahead of time, and, you know, if it's something I was going to write, and you want to write it, I'm going to let you write it, you know? Um, I'd rather see somebody else's opinion on the game. Or, if I do a review, and you want to give a response on it, go ahead, we'll add it on. Or, if you want to do a podcast and argue with me about why... You know, Pokemon X is better than Pokemon Y. Or something like that. Go ahead, let us know. If you're a web designer and you think our site looks like crap, and you've got a fix for it, we will be more than happy to work with you and, you know, maybe take some of your ideas and help the site, because none of us are really web programmers. (laughs) That's our... When you go in on an iPad and it says, go to the mobile site, and you go to the mobile site, and you're like... What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a brash version. We're we're in uh we're experimenting. Uh, let's just say at the very least on uh, upgrading 
<laughs> upgrading yeah, the site. If you've got any comments or anything you can help us with, let us know because we, we obviously are very willing to work with random people because, I mean, any site that has both Nick and I on it obviously has no standards. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, just reach out to us and uh, as long as you're not asking you know, for something absolutely crazy, we're going to try and work with you, which uh, most websites aren't going to let you. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just to go on that, you know, it's just, again, it's all about the gamers, all about our viewers, all about our listeners. Um, just make sure, um, you know, I'll give you a couple of resources. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can reach us at Facebook at uh, GameSource as well as on Twitter, GameSource. Uh, we have a YouTube that I know Gerald uh, puts a lot of love into. You can find us on YouTube at yourgamesource.com. That's D-O-T-C-O-M. Um, again, you're always welcome to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com. Um, just on a final note, just, hey, like we always say, we are the number one aggregate site, whether or not anybody else believes us. <laughs> we, feel we're, we feel we're the number one aggregate site, so check us out we're at www. number w- one aggregate site within Gerald's house. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we gotta no, give we that, that. We we gotta give that man a lot of credit. He he busts behind. Uh, thank you. Oh for, yeah, I'm constantly <laughs> messaging him from like oh, what was it the other day? I had typed there as in their property, and or that's what it was supposed to be. And I had typed out there as in over there, and I like message him. Can you fix this? I mean, one word in the middle of a you know thousand word thing. One word is wrong, and I message him, and I'm like, "Oh, can you add a comment in here too?" Hey, you um, know what? He, he does he, so much work; it's amazing. He he is amazing, and you know you know we love you, Father Time. Uh, just uh, you know, just just don't hate us too much as we bashed on you a little bit in this podcast. But hey, just know, um, I definitely want to give a shout out to Gerald because uh, I think he is a uh, you know phenomenal phenomenal um component of this site and there is no way possible that this would we would be where we are if it were not for him so um we definitely want to give you a shout out gerald um as as much as we have our disagreements on 90 percent of the operations here <laughs> just just know that you know we yeah, love you professionally we don't talk about <laughs> yeah and then and the, uh, the other 10 percent that's not uh, that we uh will not recite on air so but uh, hey, Aaron, thanks again for joining us. Definitely appreciate you giving your input, and uh, we we look forward to working with you and all the great things that you're going to do for Game Source. So thank you for everything you've done, and uh, we look forward to a great relationship with you in the future. Not a problem. Thanks for having me on this 100th podcast. You got it in a hundred more. Make sure to check us out at www.yourgamesource.com, the latest and greatest in all that is gaming multimedia news. Again, check us out on our Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, subscribe to us, like us on Facebook. We're going to be running competitions. Uh, we, we can hopefully get you in on the four lights thing. Give us some time, but otherwise, again, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com for any questions, concerns, or anything else. This is OSU Water Polo. Goodbye. So, do you want to wait for Sam, or do you want to go into the round table she's, again? She's typing in now. Okay. She's, so. on, she's still on the phone. That's okay. It's getting... Um, this is kind of late, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just jump into it. Please. Okay. All right. Enough of the messaging. I can't turn notifications off on my Mac, so it's going to pick all of it up. <laughs> Chris. Chris, Chris. <laughs>
such a <laughs> Gerald, don't you ever use that on. <laughs> All right. All right. Come back at five, four. Don't you wink at me, you sicko. Three, two, one. All right, and we're back on, again, our 100th episode of the world-famous Game Source Podcast. This is Gerald, back with you again, better known as Yes, Elvis Lives, and I'm here today with none other, in this segment, the host of an even more popular podcast we all know and love. It's the CNC blankety blank 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 expletive expletive podcast oh yeah and CNC i in the house i have two of the hosts here today i will not say which one is the host because they always seem to battle that out the amongst them <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're both hosts but co-hosts so i'm gonna say it at the same time i have chris chris Corey on the show today with us <laughs> hey guys what's going on how's it going gerald not much, not much. How's it going? For the last time, because uh, I think I'm going to retire this one, it's another beautiful day in paradise. Oh, yes. Uh, that is, that is. As I shall always remember, even after it's retired. Yes, yes. But uh, I think it's on to something new and uh, something a little different for the next 100, and we'll go from there. So, guys, it's uh, a great pleasure to have you on in the show. Um Kind of threw me off when Nick uh, told me to to do this today with you guys, but always a pleasure. Um, again, it's the 100th podcast. Who knew we were going to make it this far? Been five great years of Game Source. Tell me, guys, and I'll start with you, Corey, since you okay. were on first. All right. Firsties. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me some of the games that, that you feel have uh, changed your attitude on gaming or really just that you've enjoyed or not so enjoyed if there's, there's one game that's just been like total garbage in the years since, since you've joined game source because i was as we were talking before we started you guys are two of the highest uh, seniority uh, people individuals in game right, source right. so you know as two of the <clears throat> old timers like myself uh, you guys <laughs> know really where it's at for the gaming scene and so Corey, tell me which games you affected you the most um as far as affected me the most i would say the uh you you guys know that i absolutely love the nhl series i don't really you know, i just i've never heard you say that on one of our many podcasts together hmm. you know you know i might have said it like once or twice in passing but you know it's definitely it's definitely a, a big thing for me and over the past couple of years like being like playing the series has actually rekindled my my love for the game, not just the game that I'm interacting with, but the actual like game that happens in real life. So like it, it kind of like correlates with it. The the more that I'm into to the actual NHL games, I'm more into NHL the sport or hockey the sport. But that will be changing with this year's edition, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, the uh, NHL 15, which I got to play at E3 which was amazing, uh, will be coming out uh, on the Xbox One, as well as the PS4 this year. Go Kings! Oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Wrong, wrong neighborhood, Gerald. Sorry, from L.A., what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> now, has there any, been really any stinkers for you? What's the worst game you've played in your tenders game shows? Because you've reviewed, you and Chris have both reviewed a, a lot of games for us here. And uh, yeah. which game really stick, sticks out to you as a stinker among all stinkers in your time? Um, you know, like, there's, there's always, I always try to look at the positive when I play games. Um, though, I, I would hate, really, really hate to say it, but, like, the, the game that I, that I previewed, that's in the alpha, what was that game called again? The, um, the uh, Scar, um, hold on, I'll get it for you. Scara, or what was it? No, 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 no. Yeah, Scar, Scar, Scar. You're right. But that game, like, because of because of it being so far in alpha, it has like it's just it's not or it doesn't hold me as a gamer. Like, I literally have thirty. I pulled it up in Steam just to see how much like what the name was. Scara, the blade Scar. remains. Yes. Yes. I literally have 39 minutes logged into it, and 30 of those minutes was me recording video so I could upload it for us for the for the preview. Like it's not it's not that it's a bad game; it's just a bad game in its state right now. And that's not to be unexpected because I remember recently um, Aaron said the same thing about Van Helsing 2. He said it was garbage. By the time it came out. Um, as far as you know, they had, they really worked on it. They really turned it around and made it into a uh, actually a fairly decently rated game. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm hoping the same holds true for Scara, because like you said, uh, if you watch the video on our YouTube page, uh, yourgamesource.com, um, on our on our YouTube page, you'll actually see uh, as Corey was saying as he narrates um, just the the issues in in the early access, but. Do you see? Uh, hold out. Do you hold out any hope for it? I I do, and I want to say like I even mentioned in the video that there there's a lot of room, there's a lot of potential that the game has, and I can definitely see like what they're trying to do. Because I like before I I even narrated everything, I did a little bit of research into it and read into the forums and whatnot, and like I saw a lot of the stuff that they wanted to implement into the game, and like a lot of the stuff looks really really nice and. Like by 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 theory, the way that it sounds, it sounds like it'd be really fun to play. But like with the way that the game is, when I played it, uh, which was almost a month ago now, it's not it's not the best thing that I've ever played. Now, Chris, um, you've like I said, you've been with us for a little while now here at at Game Source. Tell me about some of the things that have gone on in the industry that you feel has changed. Uh, your way of thinking as a gamer, or some some really things that that stood out to you during your time here at Game Source, as far as the news, the game changing news events um, that have made uh, you know gaming all the better, or in some cases maybe a little bit worse. Well, the way that gaming has has grown, and even just the the few years that I've been into this uh, into this website, and I've dedicated to. I've seen a lot of stuff change. I mean, you've had great games come out, uh, history made in gaming, as well as some of the worst games, poss- uh, you know, arguably some of the worst games uh, ever made come out. So, me, I, I mean, 
even though games have been going on for well over this site's lifespan, uh, what I've seen already is, I feel like has been a lifetime worth of, of game knowledge. And some of the best things, I mean, you have great series that have uh, have just blown up even further in the past four years. Assassin's Creed has become easily one of the, the, the greatest titles of all time. And maybe not into our opinions or mine or anything, but if you look at the numbers that they sell, they, they're crazy good. Um, Call of Duty is franchised out into multiple different companies, and it's extremely well made, uh, as well as uh, some other games that have finished up, and, and and there's you know talks of other games coming out. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's been announced, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, as far as like bad stuff and and stuff that I I don't <laughs> I, I don't know if it was a, a plus to see or I mean it gives you know critics good good times to actually bash on something, but you've had games like Duke Nukem come out. And Duke Nukem Forever, I should say, to where a game is highly anticipated and comes out and eventually starts selling on the shelf for about $2 just to get rid of it. Basically, there's been so much stuff between that and even some other big things like the how gaming has been actually on the news uh, for a couple different things. In smaller retrospect, you had, well, not really small for this, but EVE Online had... Uh, literally the most expensive battle in any gaming history uh, where this war took place in, in, in human you know, in dollars in real life dollars, it took uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars of equipment and, and stuff made from the game and was destroyed within minutes, within hours uh, this went over the news I mean Fox News had talked about it uh, CNN and stuff like that and it was because of those numbers talking about, you know, so much money was, was lost into this game. It really wasn't lost. It was just the, the excitement that was used into it and how much time people put into it. You, you can't get that out of something Call of Duty made or something out of other types of games. You've kind of created history with that. And other games started up as, as big franchises like uh, League of Legends. And it has a market that's, you know well beyond what even World of Warcraft is doing, and it makes probably more money than than Blizzard does in that. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, as far as games like that, it, it it's really revolutionizing how games are going to be made for the next few years, or even the next just 10 years, like for a short while. Uh, as far as games like that, it Okay. Um, now, if I'm going on and, and I want to talk about um, some of the major things that you guys done for Game Source, I know I would have to include not only the creation of your podcast, uh, and if you have not gotten a chance to check out their podcast, um, then you're missing out. Yes, you guys are missing out, <laughs> and gals, you guys and gals are missing out. It's, it's the CNC blankety blank podcast it's on our podcast page you can't miss it right there on the left hand side um, along with that you guys have helped us cover CES and E3 um, in your time here in GameSource what, what memories stick out with you guys the most uh, Corey I'll start with you 
So my, my best memory was uh, my first time going to E3 where, you know, we all packed up in this, in Gerald's van, drove really early in the morning across for a good amount of time. And, uh... Yeah, we left like at one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was it was really early in the morning. And, um... And, like, just, just the overall check, because we went straight to... We went straight to the, the convention center, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, well, no, we... St- yeah, we, we stopped by there, but we actually went straight into the, uh... The Wii U press conference. That's right, that's right. We went straight and- to... We went. We went. And got our badges, and then we went and uh, went to the Nintendo press conference and fell asleep like, there. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we did. But uh, like, just the overall experience, just being able to see like that all... should have, that should have been, been a precursor for Nintendo. If, if and I know we weren't the only ones sleeping, and uh, I yeah. know it wasn't because <laughs> uh, we were. St- you know, they were staying out all night too. So, but I'm yeah. sorry, I digress. It was, it, was, it was all the 3DS titles coming out. Yeah. <laughs> And all the people that didn't care, but um, <laughs> but like just the overall experience of of not only being in a like all together as as a as a media company, because like we we hardly ever get to see each other. Like me and Chris, we see each other almost every day, but like as a whole I'm group, I'm not complaining. Chris is a beautiful man. <laughs> Thank you, but um. But like, we had what about like eight, nine of us all together, and it was like being able to be all together, doing something that we loved, and being with just just in, in an environment that's made specifically for us as gamers and as total nerds was beyond amazing. And like, whether or not in the next, so like like we were talking about, I've been with with Game Source for three years. Whether or not I'm in Game Source. In the next three years, that's definitely something that will stick with me for the rest of my life. And I do have this company to thank for it. And Gerald, I do thank you. And Chris, stay beautiful. Oh, I appreciate uh, I that. Like. It goes a long way. And I appreciate everything that you guys have done for us, uh, as well as the company. And hope to continue. We'll continue to do. Um, well, Chris, on that note, you tell me uh, what sticks out in your mind as far as Game Source as well. <laughs> Well, I mean, all the coverage that we've done from CES to E3, all of it has been extremely exciting. Uh, as a matter of fact, I can still remember um, my my first experience when I was able to go to CES, you know, within about three or four months of you talking to me and telling me about your site, Gerald, uh, I had decided, okay, well, I'll go to CES since I signed up right before the deadline, right before September 1st, and once I was in the site, I went to CES, enjoyed every little part of, not just the gaming, but all the electronics, and directly after, I went to my Xbox 360, changed my bio information uh, to say that CES was the greatest convention of all time, and I actually remember I just changed that uh, about a year and a half ago, so it took about two and a half years for me to change my bio from CES was the greatest thing ever. Well, I think if you're a consumer electronics fan as a whole, I think it's the best and remains the best. I know as a gamer, you're going to say E3 straight up or Gamescom. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I I just think as an overall aspect, if you like consumer electronics as a whole, 
for, and, and if you're a gamer, you have to because you're playing it on a TV. You want to listen to it in surround sound. You want to find out all the latest stuff on your, on your cell phone or your tablet. Well, guess where you're, the pl best place to go to find out all those options is at CES, especially for things that have not even been, have not even been introduced into the marketplace. It's just a tremendous opportunity to go each and every year. I know I'm, I'm closing in on 20 years of going to CES, and and I still think of it as a privilege and an honor every time I go. So. Oh yeah, and I mean that was like probably the the most. I mean obviously because it was I was starstruck. I didn't think I could get into stuff like that, uh, and then of course E3, just simplifying the the CES to the gaming portion only. Uh, that just basically blew my mind um, and not to say that everything else was not good for the site because obviously it all is this, this whole company has been uh, something that I, I cherish every moment with and even the little things where we all get together and go to a, a pinball museum after we do a podcast live in a game store that stuff was it, it's just fun to see everybody there and to have a a good time uh, talking about games and then just talking about whatever we want. Yeah. Uh, so I don't feel like so much of a job. I feel more of a uh, I feel more of a hobby going on and doing this. Uh, Corey, me, you first. Who wants to talk? I, I, uh, no, I'll take the forget that. I will talk since I'm the first CNC and C. So the first uh, CNC. The, first, <laughs> <laughs> um, the the next few months, uh, the next few years even, um, since these next generation consoles are, are going to be the biggest things and they're making the media and gaming mix so much better together uh, with YouTube and Twitch integration. Is up. I can definitely see this Xbox One and PS4 uh, timeline being the biggest thing that we have to offer. So all the new games coming out this holiday as well as holidays past, uh, it makes it so much easier for us to do live streams off of Skype or sorry, Skype, Twitch, uh, and I feel when we do that, we're going to have uh, a lot more content up a lot faster, as well as you able to comment and interact with us, you the, the listeners, I should say, comment and interact with us as we play. Um, I mean, even the little things like when me and uh, me and Corey did the daylight. Uh, Twitch uh, preview. Oh my um, god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. We both screamed like little girls, or he did at least. I remember that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. You did too, right in my ear. No, I loved it. But then we had, uh, you know, people saying, you know what, this is better than, you know, uh, Out what was that Outlast, the other horror game that came out just right before then. And yeah. some people even joined us. They said, I'm going to turn off my lights, and I'm going to watch this as you guys are playing it the way you are. And people were freaking out just as much as us. I think we may have freaked them out with our screams, but the interaction we can get with our fans and our guests, that's something we're going to keep continuing. We're going to make sure that that's a, a lively part of our lives and their lives at the same time. Oh, I'm sure when Alien Isolation comes out, that might be something that you guys want to reignite. Uh, uh, I'm will. <laughs> in, in all honesty, because oh, we actually oh, oh. got the... Who's that? That was a little apprehensive. Was Chris a little apprehensive there? That was Chris a little apprehensive. I, I, if you want me to, to, like, you know, kill my soul over this, I I can play uh, the Evil Within. But if you want me to live to the next game afterwards, I, I probably shouldn't. 
Tell, tell you what, Chris, how about I play Alien Isolation and you play The Evil Within? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, like, when we were at E3, we actually got to play Alien Isolation. Or I did. I don't know if you did, Chris, or not. But I, I, it, too, it was too afraid. Watching you guys, I had to walk away because I was like, I'm going to scream. Yeah, there was like one time, like, I was, in a, I was in a room and the alien came in there. I was like, oh, my God. So I, like, hide in a little cabinet mm. and he literally walked straight over to where I was at and stared straight at me. And then slowly turned and walked away. And I was like, nope. And I set the down. I was like, nope, I'm out. Done. <laughs> Done. Well, uh, I'll, you know what? This leads me to a question I wanted to ask you guys. Because I, I know this is going to be something that, that I'll touch on a, on, a, on a future episode. But um, it comes out October 7th. And, you know, you guys working where you're at um, in your other job. You've, I think you've already seen and noticed with people pre-ordering and things of that nature for a lot of games that are coming out in the month of October, including October 7th. Yeah, I've noticed that. Do you see a potential problem? Because I want to ask you guys now, do you guys see a potential problem with so many games? And, and overall this year, this year's not robust with a, a plethora of AAA games or major first-party studio games. But whatever games that's, that are seem to come, seeming to come out, Destiny and Madden notwithstanding, a majority of them seem to be coming out on October, and there's at least five named titles that are coming out on the 7th. Do you see guys, like I said, do you guys see a problem with that? I, like, I see a problem, like, for not the consumer. I see a problem for the, the developer and the, and the publishers, mainly because... There's, you have Shadow of Mordor that's coming out, you have uh, Dragon Age that's coming out, you have Alien Isolation, like those are three huge titles that are coming out at the same time. Like, as a consumer, consumers, not everybody has money to buy all these games, so they're only going to be dragged down to one. Like, as far as, like, where me and Chris work, like, either way it goes, they're coming in to buy a game, we're going to take their money. So that's good for us. But like as far as as far as the consumer, consumer just has a hard decision trying to figure out which one are they gonna get. Well, I just think it's been a you know, I remember uh, when Red Dead Redemption came out, mm-hmm. there was three or four other titles, a blur, split second, and a, I think one more that came around right around that time frame and that overloaded the marketplace and people were consumers were only gonna be able to choose one with their pocketbooks and obviously you know you and I both know which game that they chose mm-hmm. um, so I see that definitely like you said that same type of scenario Chris uh, what do you think as far as is October overloaded um, this October is pretty overloaded uh, but then again I mean so is November and it's there's a whole bunch of, of stuff that always gets overloaded it's, it's not going to be like any other it's going to be just like every other year, I should say. Where Do you see some delays happening? Uh, honestly, maybe a couple, but I, if if any delay occurs, it'll be from from out of the holiday season. They'll push out until the February March time of next year. It's not going to be within weeks. Um, just because with what is already coming out, what's already been promised, if something is pushed back, then all they're doing is allowing people to spend their money earlier on other things and then maybe get the other things later. 
because people already have set schedules since E3 saying, okay, this comes out this day, this day, this day, this day. I have a three-week period between each one, and then Christmas I can get another one after, you know, I get money or for a present or whatever it may be. I mean, heck, we've even seen uh, seen games just a mere week after it was released. It was on sale for Black Friday at, like, Walmarts and GameStops and Best Buys. So. Exactly. So if it, if it comes out, um, you know, October 7th or, or mid-October, they're def- definitely primed to be discounted heavily upon uh, Black Friday at, at a major retailer near you. Oh, of course. But then again, some people don't want to shop on that Black Friday. It, it, I mean, some people buy for themselves. Probably half of the people buy for others. Sometimes. But they don't have to anymore. They don't have to fight the crowds anymore. Now, I like fighting the crowds personally, but they don't have to do that anymore because of the uh, prevalence of online shopping. That is being a, a very big thing. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, some retailers you can just pick them up in store the very next day when it's not busy or the same day when it's, you know, died, died down. But it's... Do you see the... And one more last question for you guys. Do you see the download downloadable market becoming even stronger in the next five years? Oh, definitely. Like, by far, like, the way that Xbox One had tried to run everything with, you know, uh, digital codes and everything like that, it, it, and this has been said a million times, I'm beating a dead horse here, but it's just like Steam, and Steam is extremely successful. So PC gaming has been doing it. Why can't console games do it? Well, one, one thing that you do have to consider is that with PC gaming, you've never been able to trade in games. And so, so they just have to put them on a huge sale for this incentive to be higher. Right, well, like, with console games, ever since consoles have come out, you've been able to trade console games but you've never been able to do PC games. And so, like, there, you have PC, you have gamers that are mainly just PC, you have ma- gamers that are mainly console, and the console gamers have always had the ability to to trade in their games, to so use that as buying power to purchase more games. And so trying to force them into the PC gamer life with going to downloads and, and going more of a, a an online distribution is not it's not it's bringing them out of their comfort zone and not giving them as much buying power as they're used to true you can go with more with more uh online sales and stuff like that that we see in steam with a steam like summer sales that just ended but like at the same time like it's 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 trying to bring it's trying it's trying to like when when uh the xbox one was going to be online only where it forced you to be online is taking the people that even though 90% of the people that have Xboxes have internet it's trying to force them into something that they're not used to and yeah. so like it's like hopefully like I'm, I personally like when with the Xbox 360 I loved all the arcade games I actually looked forward to every Wednesday because Wednesday was arcade release day yeah. It's funny you should say that because Joe, uh, one of our newest um, staff members, when I interviewed him earlier this week, said the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and in all honesty, I still look every Wednesday on the Xbox One to look for the new arcade game to come out, and it's still just Guacamelee, which I actually started playing this morning, Chris. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do, uh, do a call on that. Definitely. Because I play on Vita, but not on... Not on Xbox One, and this one, the you know championship edition has a little bit more. Yeah, but like and on, like I said, I, I still look to see 
what games are coming out because, like I said, I enjoy the I enjoy the lower priced arcade games that might not be AAA status, but more of the indie games. I really enjoy indie games, and yeah. like it's right now is just a bad time for games because there's nothing out. There hasn't been anything out, or there's like one little thing that comes out once like a month or so that's a decent game, but once the holiday hits, like all of us gamers are going to be like, oh my god, I don't know what to do with my time, because there's like 15 games that are coming out today, you know? Yeah. And so, like, it's, it's, I don't know where I was going with this tangent. What was I talking about, guys? You were talking about, you know, console being separate from PC. I think you were talking about why Uncharted is the greatest series known to gaming. Um, I have never said that in my life, sir. And then how oh, wait a second, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I do really enjoy Nolan North, though. Nolan North is a, uh, has a beautiful voice. Oh yeah, he does. He does too much though. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that eventually he's just going to be like the most overrated game voice like, actor. I, I just feel like he has with him and has, Troy Baker. Don't forget Troy Baker. I feel like he has like the same like you know how like Mark Hamill has that perfect voice for Joker, right? Like, That's true. Like, Nolan North has the perfect voice for Deadpool, and I'm actually wearing a Deadpool shirt right now. I don't know if you guys can see it or not. Oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But, like, like I can't imagine anybody else's voice as Deadpool, you know? Just sure. another side tangent. Sorry. There you go. Well, sorry. guys, uh, I, I, sorry, I have to say one thing, though. I'm okay. sorry to interrupt you, uh, Gerald. And no, 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 go ahead. But I, I want to say, back to your little, like... To keep this into a CNC argument, as we always do, <laughs> you you said that people are are still trading in games, but the reason why Steam doesn't trade in games is because they can put them on sale for ridiculously low cost, eighty percent off of a sixty dollar game, and you're buying it for like ten bucks. I mean, or actually less than ten bucks for eighty percent off, but you're you're looking at uh, a bunch of these. Titles, if they if they can implement those and put those on sale for you know a one week only or a one day only for Xbox uh, and PlayStation users, I think that would you know discourage people from even needing to trade in games. It'd be better just to buy them online and save you on taxes, save you on the trip down to the store, and then save you on on the actual cost of the game as well, which you know retailers will never do. And you know, honestly, I, I think the, the Microsoft and Sony PlayStation store can do those easily too. I com- I completely agree. But like like I said, it's it's not not the Microsoft side that's doing it. It's the consumer side. We saw with a bunch of the changes that Xbox One was going to implement, which in my opinion were really good things to implement. But because of the fact that the that the the consumer feared that change, they just didn't. They they feared the change so much that they rose up and and told Microsoft that they didn't want that. Now, yeah. like, with with the companies still uh, doing this distribution, it costs money for them to do that, so, of course, they can't go on as much sell as a digital distribution like Steam. Yeah. So with them, with the, the games being in the stores, as well as the games being online through the, through the Windows Store, like, you, like, they have to stay competitive to one another. Or else they're not going to sell in the stores at all. So like, there's there's a lot more to play at it than just, you know, just buy it online instead of going into the store. 
because in the store, like I would rather spend five dollars more in store to get thirty bucks back to go towards another game versus every once in a while have there be twenty percent off of a game. When I personally, when I purchase games, I purchase games games when they uh, first come out versus waiting for stuff to go on sale. I know, Chris, that you like to wait for sales because you like to save money. It's yeah, all right. <laughs> that's, that's because I like my money. And exactly, think, exactly. When, but that's, that's also probably a lot of different people, too. Yeah, now, you know, when everybody's thing, different, you know. The one thing with these consoles as well, and, I mean, they always say that, you know, console gamers are trying to keep it separate and PC gamers are keeping it separate. However, this is the first time that we've also had a console described more as a PC than anything. I mean, if you can tell me two hardware facts about the Xbox 360, I would be surprised. That it only has 512 megabytes of RAM. Okay, do you know the processor? Why would I want to know the processor? Because no one cared, exactly. That's what made it a console game. Now that you know the processor, the RAM, the graphics cards, the I mean, the internal specs of a PS4 and Xbox One, they... they told you more of it because they want you to let you know hey, if you take these things and put it into a computer this is a high end, over thousand dollar gaming computer here and people realize that that this is kind of getting closer to that blurred line of console to PC, which should make it easier to make PC type games uh, relevant to this, and by PC type I'll say like digital games now, I know that Xbox One and PS4 have already done day one downloads and stuff like that, but when people actually want to do more PC games because of the, the great sales and because of uh, how fast a computer can run, if your Xbox One runs the same speed and it does the same sales, I can see digital downloads being just as prevalent on there if you can buy Call of Duty Ghosts by next year for... Seven ninety nine on the Xbox Marketplace. One, one thing I'm a little concerned about is the fact that uh, Steam's coming out with like the Steam Box for the you computer. Mean, you mean you mean just a computer with different specs? Yeah, like it. Well, like basically, it still it's connects to your TV, and it still it still connects to Steam, so it's still digital distribution, but it's yeah. a computer that's designed to be a console, if that makes sense. It's designed yeah. to be connected to the computer with its own operating system that's all Steam-based. So but it also has Windows in it. Yeah, well, of course. But, but the one thing is, you're spending extra money for something that you could have just bought an Alienware computer and done the exact It's actually made by Alienware. Well, there's a bunch of them that are being made. <laughs> so you got Razer making their own. You've got... Uh, a bunch of other companies. I think they announced like over 15 different Steam boxes. Yeah. And they're basically computers that they say are built for Steam. When my computer, if I upgrade the graphics card again, I'm pretty sure, and maybe the power supply, because I think I'm only running with 450 watts, but uh, if I upgrade that all, then I could easily consider it built for Steam. Oh, yeah, but do you have your computer connected to your TV? Yeah, well, HDMI, not wireless. Well, my computer is connected HDMI. Yeah, to my monitor, but like, like having it connected to the TV and bringing it into the living room rather than uh, to a desk 
Like, there's a huge difference there. And there's well, no, two it's different... to my 50-inch, like, because they're right next to each other. Well, that's because you're weird and have everything in one room. Well, that's because I only have one room. I'm only renting one room. <laughs> Chris, but, I love you. I just hope you know I, that. I know. I love you, <laughs> That's why we get along so well. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, Joe, we're sorry to make this last, that's you know, okay. No, no, that's, that's fine. Just, you know, how... You, you wanted CNC, you're getting CNC. And then we are. The love fest continues. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, like... It's a very censored CNC, but... Oh, yeah. And, and pretty, if, if you want to hear the uncensored version, where do you go, guys? To your... And in the podcast page... Oh, uh, yeah, go to the CNC mother blankety blank podcast. You just shift one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's like all those. There's a, they have a lot of great episodes already. Uh, it also can be found on our free mobile app. Um, if you guys get a chance to check them out, we would truly appreciate it. They're very funny when they're uncensored. Um, they're funny now. That's you'll hear on our highlights coming up right now. Uh, guys, I want to thank you again for your time. Truly appreciate it. And uh, thank you for being a part of so many of the first 100 episodes. And here's hoping you guys will be a major, major, major part of many many more of course thank you very much Joe and I'm I'm really looking forward to everything else we can do for the site everything we can do for our fans and and our listeners and viewers Uh, and of course with Corey by my side everything is possible oh my gosh I'm getting it you're you're by my side (laughs) for CNCNC yeah of course I can be by your side while being up in the front First C and C yeah and C. So, you can, so you can take the so you can take the bullets for me because I'm more important. It's all right. Yeah, I still love you as, long, as long as I get the first C and C and C. No, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Thanks again for listening and check this out. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, world. Sam, stop touching me. I'm not touching you. Okay, so uh, tonight we got Josh and Sam with us. Thank you, folks, for joining us at the uh, 100th Game Source podcast. Hello. Hey there. Um, so, 100 episodes later, you're still with us, so we must be doing something right. Yeah, something, I guess. <laughs> so, um, this is more of like an open forum. We're going to do kind of a casual conversation tonight, so feel free to chime in uh, whenever, however, whatever. Um so I guess, you know, I, I know that uh, you folks haven't been here since the beginning of Game Source. However, um, I certainly uh, say you've been here long enough to have some impressions about, you know, where Game Source has been and where we are now and, uh, you know, where and where we hopefully will be in the future. But, um, you know, so after, after the last five years of, of gaming in its entirety, you know, what were some of the most memorable things in Game Source's history over the last five years that that impacted you and wanting to to stick with game source and you know and kind of 
continue to stay with us. Um, Sam, you're welcome to go first if you like. Uh, well, I will just say, I, I've been with GameSource since, I believe, Podcast 6 was my entry into GameSource, which was back in 2000... <laughs> it was my second year of college. So at least, I think, like, if GameSource has been over five years, I've probably been here for about four of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd the say biggest, that's a close. The biggest thing for me... Um, was that was that game source gave me the opportunity to go to E3, and Josh, you were not there with us. Nick, you were there with me. Um, that was one of the most amazing experiences of my entire life. Like just being in this huge space with people who like understand me. Like so many people, it's like, oh, video games, that's cool, I guess. But like when you're at E3, it's like this is your family. Like I, Nick, you can attest. I made so many friends. I can, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I still talk to some of those people. Like, it's been over a year. Like, around E3, they're all texting me, like, oh, my God, are you going to be there? I'm like, no, I'm not. But I still talk to a couple of people that I met. There. I met so many people. It yeah, was actually, just the most Actually, phenomenal. Sam, I, 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 can, I can say that probably some of our connections were probably actually sold by you. <laughs> yeah, so much stuff. I'm like, hey, guys, look, I made a friend. And then it's like, oh, let's pursue this relationship further. Yeah. So And it's just because I was just like, I, I, at the time, I was by myself for a lot of it. I lost you guys the first day. don't have and I'm not just saying this is we have Gerald and Gerald cares about this site and his staff so much it is absurd like so many times it's like Gerald I know I haven't sent you anything for like two months school's been really busy like no it's okay like school's first or like Gerald I'm really sick it's okay health first and he's just such like he's like game source dad and like just having him and the amount of love he has put into game source and the way, the respect he treats his staff with, like, is unlike, like, I'm sure so many other sites do not have that. And I, if it was not for Gerald, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't really say, but I know that just Gerald being as awesome as he is, like, is definitely one of the reasons I've stuck around as long as I have. And I mean that sincerely. Well, you know, I, and I could certainly say having, um, having, having been a partner with Gerald and, and us having sat down at one point and said, you know, hey, you know, let, let's do this. We can really make an impression in the, uh, you know, in the gaming world. And, you know, we, although we, we, we as Game Source are still a relatively small entity, you know, we, we are a rising presence. You know, we, we've established, uh, you know, more relationships over the last two years than we have and, and the five that we've, we've been around. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, Sam, is that without you, without Josh, without, you know, without... Gerald, without each member um, offering a, you know, bringing a unique aspect to Game Source, I, d I don't think we would be as unique and, and as nearly as developed and diverse as we are as a um, as a team. And 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 quite frankly, um, that is that is probably one of our um, that's one of our strongest attributes that I think we're different. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, a hundred episodes later. Would we like to be at 200 by now? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We'd probably like to be at 1,000 by now if we could, you know. If, but, but you know, I think the, the, 
the mix of personalities, you know, C and C offers an yeah, entirely. While, while I'm doing shoutouts, I do want to give a quick shout out to Corey, <laughs> who I did not know before I joined Game Stores, and he joined right with me, and we, he is my best friend now. <laughs> and I would not have met Corey, so I hope he's listening to this. Corey, I love you to death and pieces. He, he and, is, and hopefully we can get everybody on here at one time yeah. so that, you know. So I would just, I, without Game Stores, I would not have met Corey, and he is. The sunshine of my life, so... It's okay, Corey, you're the sunshine of my life, too, buddy. <laughs> but more of my life. <laughs> more Sam's life. Like, maybe, like, daylight savings time or something. So yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll have a custody thing. We'll I'm not even going to try to argue with uh, who loves him more, because I haven't formally met Corey, but I'll, I love him, too. We'll throw that in there. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get him out to slow, and he'll come hang out with us. There you go. Yeah, I, and I, so, I mean, Josh, what are, I mean, what are your impressions this far along? I, I know that you, you came in... I know you. I know you weren't here for as long as a lot of uh, you know a lot of the other season staff that we have. But I mean, what what are your impressions from the time that you've been here? I mean, what what can you say at this point? I would say that. Well, I would say you know I joined just under a year ago. Um, you know, Sam is the one who kind of introduced me to games. First, she had mentioned you know what websites had been on, and I had you know just in our conversations about video games and uh, doing op ed articles for. Um, IGN or IGN forums or, you know, different organizations just ask if I'd be interested. Um, and for me, it's definitely something that I've always had an interest in, um, in terms of, you know, just sharing my opinions with other people and talk like that. Um, but for me, commitment was always a really big problem because I, you know, especially at the time being a student and being very busy in various aspects of my life, um, it's not something that I could really commit to at a level, um, that I would like, um, that you would have to have absolutely um, and so I'd say, one, I very much enjoy uh, Game Source. They have a very, you know, you guys, we have a very kind of community-focused approach, which I think is interesting and it is different, where we still get the news out. It's um, it's definitely still professional things like that, but it's very much about Game Source um, and, and the diversity, like you mentioned. So I would say that the ability to have that flexibility and to kind of just however in-depth or not in-depth as you want to get involved, just the ability to kind of have your opinion and get it in there um, when you can and not being pressured to have certain deadlines or things otherwise um, has what has allowed me to kind of stay plugged in with game stores at least for the year that I've, that I've been here, going on a year that I've been here. Um, and now that I do have more free time, I'm looking forward to have, you know, try to contribute more and, and have more input. Well, trust me then, and that's, like I said, I you know that's truly valued, and and again, without without our the diversity of our team, we we wouldn't be nearly what we are now. And it's just, uh, you know, I know when we first started this, Gerald and I had a vision of where we wanted to be in five years, and you know, I, I'm not sure if we we quite hit that mark just yet, but you know, we we've met such uh, such incredible people like yourselves, and so I mean, what uh, what what do you think? What was you know what was like one major news item like in in, in the history of of our hundredth podcast? Oh, what was one major news item that like just like threw you off the map? So I'm gonna say the like biggest news story for me. Um, it's something that contributed to my personal growth within Game Source. In the, it was when the Old Republic was launching, and I had so much faith in that. I was so stoked on it. And me and Chris argued on it intensively. Like, that was the first time in Game Source where, like, it wasn't just me sharing my opinion. It was me fighting for something. And, like, Chris was fighting back. Yeah. And I will, I know, I can say I was wrong. I said Old Republic was going to be the WoW Killer. I wanted it to be the WoW Killer, and it was not. Chris, for the rest of my life, I 
will say I was wrong. It was over break because I was like at home, not at school. And like, I remember having this argument with Chris and it was the first time I really just kind of stepped out of my like bubble and was like fighting for something. So like for me, that whole thing just let me grow. And Gangsters gave me this opportunity to be like, I have an opinion that I feel very strongly about tweeting about it. Like, I'm going to have this discussion, and maybe other people are going to listen to it, and they're going to maybe have opinions. And just that, like, having that outlet, something I'd never had before. Like, I've had conversations with games about people, but this was an opportunity for me to, like, be vocal and be heard. Like, I know game stores, I mean, we're not, like have like a bajillion people but if i could get one person to listen to that and be like dude she's right like and, and i think about this in every subsequent thing i i have an opinion on like if i've affected someone in some way even if they think i suck it's like i did that so the public uh it was the first time where i really like took a stance on something and was like this is my opinion and i'm gonna fight for it not like oh hey this is what i think it's like no chris you are wrong the old republic is gonna kill wow and i'm gonna be right i'm gonna shove it in your face and then i was wrong i was really 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 (laughs) wrong which i admitted to i can't i when that happened i was like i was wrong but yes chris uh you can always remember that you were right i was wrong so i i will admit that publicly and humbly but um yeah i guess the reason that was big for me was because um it gave me the it gave me this opportunity to really voice my opinion. It gave me an outlet where I could really be like, this is what I think. This is what I mean. And instead of just like having a casual conversation with someone, it's like, Hey, people I don't really know, listen to my words. And it's just kind of cool. Like to have, again, I'll use the word an outlet where, you know, I can voice my opinions and, you know, sometimes people agree and sometimes people don't agree and either one, I think, is fantastic. If someone flat out disagrees with me, it, I think that's fantastic. So, and I mean, as long as they have like a reason, and not just like you're dumb. It's like, oh, I disagree with you because, like, I love that. I think that's phenomenal. So, Game Source has really like given me that. And with that older public situation, is when I really first came out of my shell and fought for something, and it kind of opened this door for me, where it's like, this is this is what it's about. Like, it's kind of getting opinions out there and. Game Source is able to do that for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Josh, what do you, what do you think? Uh, I I know um, what I mean. What are your impressions from the last year about you know how uh, like like Sam was saying, you know your your ability to to be expressive in that fashion and to be able to to really um, just just do just that to to be expressive, to be outspoken, to to be able to speak openly, whether it's on an open forum like we are on a podcast or. Um, to be able to to write and and not have the restrictive, you know, as as other you know as as other forms might be, and and not having the limitations of what you can and can't say. Um, that I mean, three. That's a big part of what I love about games. First of all, I'd say my most memorable experience in relation to that, um, you know, going back to the original question. Um, would be just recording my first podcast with Sam for uh, the King and the Valkyrie, the Wonder and the Valkyrie, whatever. Yeah, King and the Valkyrie. You don't even know the name of our podcast. That's, that's what I, that's what I said. That's what I said. It didn't sound right. I'm just like, no, it's, yeah. Um, the King and the Valkyrie uh, was that. Um, you know, I had never used that media before, um, 
you know, I've I've written for ages. I've written for as long as I can remember, whether it be video games or other things. Um, but my voice, in terms of a very public forum, from out comms class in high school or just having discussions with people one on one, is never something that I had much experience with. So just kind of getting to have the opportunity to try it out and kind of see what works, what doesn't, and how it's different from you know writing. Um, for me, has been very impactful. Um, and then I myself, at least with the work that I do outside of game source and other things, um, at least do have some kind of you know some certain restrictions on what we can and can't say because I, I represent a, a different entity. Um, and so being able to just do that, you know, from my own opinion, it has no you know formal repercussions other than you know obviously trying my best not to insult people. Um, uh, is, we're we it, can't get around sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I'm especially good at that. When I work oh, with yeah, Nick is the is the queen of that. Oh, oh I, I, I've heard about Angry Nick uh, from uh, the Valkyrie over here, and working with the Valkyrie isn't always a, a piece of cake either. But, uh, <laughs> but sometimes we go get coffee, and we do have cake. So <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Two big parts for me is that through the first podcast, one just getting to explore a new media, see how. I just want to say, I'm just gonna say. Josh was so nervous during our first recording. He was so, so nervous. Like, it was, like, I've never really seen you, like, because you're a really, like, confident guy. But, like, getting to see you before that first recording, like, looking over the notes again, and just, like, it was, it was, it, it made me feel, like, so wonderful that I'm opening. I don't, I mean, my first podcast, I'm Gerald to make fun of me every time. Like, I was super nervous during mine. Hey, when we, when we first started yeah. this, I, I mean, listen, listen to the beginning podcast. Me and Gerald had a lot of, um, um, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 like and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it, an acquired taste. You get used to it. It, it, yeah, it is definitely something that you have to, to work in regular conversations. We do that. So now when you're trying to be confident, you're saying things, yep. pacing yourself correctly, making sure it's recording well. Um, and then going off a, you know, a given subject matter, but, uh, it's, it's interesting and it's something it's ultimately achieves the same goal as writing or anything else, um, you know, that I'm used to doing, but it's, it's very different. And I've just appreciated get, getting to have that opportunity, um, and looking forward to continue developing that skill as maybe even branching into video or something else. So, um, we'll We're see. working on that. Yeah. Soon to come, the King of the Valkyrie video series. In high depth, you can see all of our open pores and acne in, in person. <laughs> well, I, I guess... I do, but, you know, make everyone feel comfortable and... Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I guess to wrap it up, you know, one... I guess one one important question that, that is really uh, a very important one is that, you know, 100, 200, 400 podcasts later, can we expect to see... Um, the same commitment and and the same presence and the same diversity and and I guess most importantly, can we can we hopefully say that three hundred podcasts later we'll still be able to do the same thing we're doing now and and have the pleasure of being able to have you as part of the site? Oh, do I say my answer again? Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, um, okay. So. 300 more podcasts. It took us five years to get to 100. So that's 15 more years. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I, if, if, I, I think I'm going to be around. <laughs> I'll be here for another 15 years. Well, by then, we could do, like, holograms and stuff. Like, that'll be fun. Yeah, what we'll, generation will we be on? Um, It'll probably be next gen, probably, by then. Yeah, we'll it's be. It's always next gen. 
It's Never. always next gen. Yeah. There's always a next gen, whether we know it or not. Um, I definitely think so because I mean, the great thing uh, about game source is assuming that that doesn't change, which I don't foresee that happening, is that you know you commit what you can, and so whether it be me writing you know a couple articles and a couple podcasts, you know, every once in a while to being very heavily involved. I'll be here, but once we hit that six 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 number, I'm gonna have to bail. I don't do the whole superstition thing, so what's no, we only need to get to four hundred. We only need to get to four hundred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, well, like, it's fine. Like we're gonna get older, but like Gerald's like a hundred, so I mean we we could do this for a long time. Yeah, he he's Father Time, so what we'll he end is. up doing he's, is he's, he's Papa. He's Papa Gerald. <laughs> when we get to six sixty five. We'll go ahead and just do a retro episode and just skip six 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 and go to six six seven. Like Gerald, first I'll say it once, say it again. Gerald's gaming system was an advocate. So, <laughs> well, um, hey, I said so many nice things about Gerald. I earned this. You, you, you did. You did. That's my chance. You know, we we just uh, we're glad to to have hit a hundred, and you know what, uh, we're we're excited to hit a hundred more, but. Uh, you know that that about wrap us up for tonight. But I just want to thank Josh, Sam. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for uh, being a part of Game Source um, and making us who we are. And uh, we would not be where we are and who we are if it was not for your personalities, um, for your commitment to the site, um, for the incredible content and all the great and amazing things that you bring, um, and 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 the persona and personality and just everything that you you contribute to make Game Source is what it is. Well, it has been an honor and a pleasure, sir. Same here. Thanks for having us. Well, no, no problem. And uh, we look forward to the next hundred podcasts and, and beyond. So, um, let us know. Uh, uh, let us know what you think by contacting us at info at yourgamesource.com. Remember, we are the uh, latest and greatest in all that is gaming and aggregate news here at www.yourgamesource.com. And if you're interested in becoming part of the great crew, such as Sam and Josh, have the pleasure of being able to. Uh, work with them and and whether that's contributing podcasts or doing articles or crap any, anything uh, make sure to hit us up again at info at yourgamesource.com otherwise thank you two for joining me this evening on game source's 100th podcast until 101 have a good night good night good night do you love games breed games and bleed games then this is the crew for you if you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content all here at yourgamesource.com.